shouldn't exist let's pretend they do i'm peter hunter i'm desmond ports and i'm scott hanshu and welcome once again to prequel sequel remake the podcast where we take movies that don't have prequels sequels or remakes and we three because we're very qualified uh to do such things now uh, uh because this is an educational podcast we write uh those prequel sequels and remakes that do not exist and uh don't need to but uh that's our job that's what we're here to do mm-hmm it is. It is. We're here to educate. As Scott said, this is an educational podcast. Um, we're here to entertain, and we are also here, so get used to it. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we take the movies so nice, we do them thrice. Are you pitching that? Are you pitching that? I like that's, that. That's yeah, a live like that. pitch right here. Yeah, well, that's, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that off air, but I have some notes. <laughs> well, as, uh, as fans of our show will no doubt uh, be aware that there's been uh, some understandable gaps in the yeah. production of our show. Uh, this is actually the first episode where we are all full, working fully remotely. Uh, to record this podcast, which I think is kind of interesting because now it's like this is the only, the first time where we've all been like the the listeners are for our podcast, where we're just hearing just the voices and no one is seeing each other. So yeah. it's it's a little odd, but uh, here we are. Yeah, yeah. we the, the, just so you know, the majority of prequel sequel remake has been recorded together, mm-hmm. which is yeah. You know, oh, I mean, I guess that will wean off eventually, but um, yeah, it is odd. Well, yeah. 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 Um, and so obviously, you know, circumstances in the world have sort of uh, impacted our own choices of the show. For example, this week's episode was originally going to be Outbreak. Um, but, uh, <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, and then so we were like, all right, what's next on the list? Um, it was going to be next going to be 12 Monkeys. And it was like, ooh, ooh. Uh, well, uh, uh, so, I mean, really, at that point, we were left with no other choice but to do The Adventures of Pluto Nash, a 2002 sci-fi children's megaflop starring Eddie Murphy as ex-smuggler Pluto Nash, who pays Tony Francis's debt to keep him from getting battery acid poured down his throat and buys a nightclub on the moon, which casino <laughs> mobsters want to purchase and or kill Pluto Nash for because gambling is legal on the moon and they want a monopoly or something, and the person who wants his club is secretly a clone of Pluto Nash himself by the name of Rex Crater. Intensely uninteresting and cliched family-safe action chase sequences are punctuated by terribly overwritten expository dialogue between characters or actors who all clearly really want to be somewhere else anywhere else just let's just get this done for fuck's sake please don't let me die on the set of pluto nash (laughs) 
<laughs> Randy Quaid plays Pluto's android bodyguard and successfully blurs the line between robot and self-aware actor into a disgustingly uneven gray paste of performance. <laughs> it's still way better than anything on his YouTube channel, which you should probably avoid if you enjoy feeling comfortable. Oh, it's bad. It, yeah. It's very it's bad. He heed that bad. warning, really. I don't know if you guys went and like looked at it after oh, reading that or anything, but uh, I'm familiar oh, no, already. Before, yeah, <laughs> just a lot of like vertical videos of his face with like <laughs> lights flashing on it. Like, do not recommend. Don't Stay far, it. far away. Don't far do away. Um, overt sexual objectification of all women is repeated throughout the entire movie with uncomfortable frequency. But that's okay because of the male characters we get to know, none of them are likable in the slightest bit, nor are they presented as characters who are good or that you should like. Moon men, am I right? <laughs> John Cleese and Luis Guzman do their best to patch holes in the hull of this titanic failure to no avail. Sound like a lot? Well, don't worry because it's not, because none of this shit movie matters one fucking bit. Nobody stands behind this trite garbage fountain of a movie. And all the five-star reviews on the net claiming that it doesn't deserve the bad reviews are fake bullshit written by shill troll click farm bio-robots desperate to astroturf this very expensive embarrassment. At this point, it's doubtful they will ever recoup any of the lost millions on this platinum-polished shit pile of a movie. And there were many millions lost. Many millions lost. It's Pluto Nash coming to theaters summer 2020. Oh, I'm sorry. That's uh, summer 2002. Well, it's probably better that they released it that summer. Indeed. Yeah, man. It's it's not so good. And if you've never seen the movie, don't bother because uh, first part of our podcast, we're going to be going over the plot in exquisite detail. <laughs> and we'll be painting such a vivid picture that you'll be seeing it uh, in your head probably way better than it ever was in the movie. And honestly, um, you'll enjoy it a lot more because you won't be watching Pluto Nash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, before uh, we get dived into it, like I had never, I don't know about you guys, uh, I had never watched it all the way through before we watched it for the podcast. Now I've seen it through like four times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm just getting ready for this. And so now it's like, now I know this, like at first I was confused. Now I'm not. Now I know this movie <laughs> fucking inside and out. Um, and I don't, I can't say I'm better off for it. I would say you're worse. That's where we're at. That's just where we're at now. Um, I, what about you guys? Did you have you seen it before? Oh, I saw thing? this in theaters, my friend. Oh no! Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> I'm 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 part of the reason it made s some money. <laughs> well, good um, for you. I mean, two thousand two. Let's see. Yeah, like thirteen years old. Um, yeah, this is just the type of dumb fucking movie that a thirteen-year-old goes and sees. Um, didn't think it was funny. Even as a dumb kid, didn't walk out of it happy. Uh, it, it, I would say this movie is aggressively unfunny. It, yes. it doesn't. It doesn't take any of the the, the jokes it has laid in front of it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's 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 a bummer because um, it's the the down the beginning of the downfall of Eddie Murphy. Actually, I wouldn't say the beginning, but man, uh, in rewatching this film for the show, um, I, I watched Beverly Hill, uh, Beverly Hills Cop immediately after. Which the, the difference in energy is just night and day, man. Like if Eddie Murphy could have brought even like an ounce of that to this movie, it might be, uh, you know, passable. Oh, but he yeah. is asleep at the wheel. 
yeah. It just reminds me of like I don't know. It, it reminds me of later like Robin Williams crap. Uh, later, oh, uh, uh, a lot of Adam Sandler crap. Uh, 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 Mr. Popper's Penguin. Yeah, sorry, oh. Mr. Popper's Penguins. Right. If we're talking about the right. Jim Carrey like garbage. Like Ooh. I don't know. Like really, really funny people who just kind of like I don't know. Stop yeah, caring. I, what is that? What is that? Like, like they get written into these corners and of like comedy funny men, and they do really, really well for a long time, and then it's just like there's something in it that just stops trying. Yeah, like it's bad writing a lot too. It's like I don't know. Like it's almost like they're like, ah, eh, your career's over. We're gonna write you into progressively shittier movies until you just give up. I, maybe I, I don't know, or maybe it just happens by. Coincidence, uh, like it's everything possible. in Hollywood, uh, it's you know, entirely possible. How about you, Peter? Um, I, I had not seen it in its entirety before this podcast. I thoroughly remembered the trailer, which featured um, Rosario Dawson and Eddie Murphy mugging in front of the character, uh, this this screen in front of the like body augmentation scene, <laughs> right? And right. then and the joke about Hillary Clinton being on the money. I remember both of these things very thoroughly. Um, uh, so this, yes. yeah. Yeah, this was my first time enjoying um, the entirety of it, um, and I also had to rewatch it a couple of times. And I, I unlike you, Scott, I do not understand. I oh, okay. don't think well, I will I'll, ever I'll, understand. I'll, 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 we'll, we're gonna go through it, but bit, uh, point by point in a second here. Uh, uh, so, you know, anything, anything, any questions you have about Pluto Nash, you know, uh, uh, just just raise your hand. Quiet coyote style, and, and I will be able to uh, address any uh, concerns or questions you might have. Let me just say, um, let, let me put this out here, though. Uh, I, you know, just up front, I don't like this movie. There's not a lot of defense for the movie. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think it's the worst thing ever. Like, I, there, there's stuff we've covered on the show that's pissed me off a lot more. Um, this movie puts me asleep. That's, I think, its worst offense. Um, I, I wish this movie were good. It pains me that this movie sucks. It'd be great if we had this awesome uh, uh, fast talking Eddie uh, Moon comedy, um, but we don't. It doesn't. Yeah, even need, it I, doesn't even need to be on the moon. It doesn't. <laughs> oh, not. A, I, yes, and that is definitely a major aspect of what's wrong with this movie. Uh, and I would say that this is a movie that doesn't get the proper recognition for being a significant failure as a bad movie. Uh, uh, you know, as far as bad movies that get uh, a huge cult following later on and everything. And really, everybody who made this would probably just rather everybody forget all about it. Um, but here at Prequel, Sequel, Remake, we have no intention of letting that happen. Okay? We will not go quietly into this two-week-long moon night. Uh, <laughs> 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 which uh. Rosario Dawson replies... That's just depressing. <laughs> just like, that just sums up the movie right there. Um, I will say, uh, the way that the movie is phrased, as we were talking about the preview, uh, from the theatrical preview at the very beginning, they say, in the year 2087, the uh. moon's future will be in the hands of one man, Pluto Nash. Right, no, 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 To which I, I would argue, not really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would say that the stakes are never that high in the movie. Whether or not, the, it really, it's just about like whether or not there will be a casino on the moon run by uh, Pluto Nash or not. The I ad mean, campaign, uh, right, right. The ad campaign. I mean, there's casinos on Earth. I, I don't understand. What's the deal? Yeah, why, why do we need to go to the moon how is for this that? A problem. Um, yeah. Is that it, it, already a nightclub. The, the film heavily implies that Pluto Nash is a character we're all already familiar with. The, the ad campaign as well. It's just like. I don't know. 
We never heard of this Pluto before. You didn't really kind of explain it. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they really don't <laughs> yes. give him any, like, credibility or standing at all in the movie. He's just kind of like Eddie Murphy being kind of slow and tired, um, running around on a poorly constructed expensive set. Um, Very, over over oh, man. Oof. Yes. Very expensive things going on here. Like, yeah. For how bad it is. I remember thinking, like, just assuming as a kid, like, uh, what's this, like an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon, like Pluto Nash? <laughs> right, right. Uh, Pluto Nash, the man on the moon? Right, we're supposed to know who he is. Yeah, it, it, I, I didn't get it. it it's, uh, you know, uh, a lot of movies do that. John Wick kind of did. It's like, should I know who John Wick is? It's a very specific <laughs> name. <laughs> like, uh, right, John, at, least with John, at least with John Wick, they give you, like, something to hang your hat on. Sure, like, they, right, right, They right. let you know who he is in that first movie. Like, you know, yeah, yes, yeah. he's somebody who existed before the movie, but here's why you should care about him now. And that's the part that they never get in this movie is they never tell you, why do I care about Pluto Nash now? Yeah. Uh, once. Not once. No. Uh, really, uh, I would say. So let's get um, going into the, the meat of what this yeah. movie's about. You know, uh, who, who uh, are our uh, stars? Uh, Obviously, we've spoken enough about Eddie Murphy, who um, I, I like Eddie Murphy when he's on. Um, there's a lot less of his career. That's good at this point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's say, I mean, Eddie Murphy included, this movie is not without its repercussions. Um, is written by one Neil Cuthbert, who is best known for writing of Hocus Pocus and Mystery Men, and who would never write a movie again after this. Um, uh, also directed by Ron Underwood, who would never direct a film again after this. Now, he has directed TV, uh, but we all know uh, what that means. Uh, yeah. that once you move over... You usually don't move back. Yeah, I, I'm uh, pretty sure uh, Underwood directed Tremors as well. So, like, he is not mm-hmm. incapable of making a movie that isn't horrible. Um, right. I think, yeah. like, was it, like, Blazing Saddles or something? Against it? Again, you know, these people had, like, notable I, I'm uh, pretty sure Blazing Saddles was belt. Mel, Mel Brooks. Yeah, it's definitely Mel Oh, no, no, not Blazing Saddles. What was it? Um, <laughs> not Blazing Saddles. Anyway, whatever. What I'm saying yeah. is they had, you know, uh, 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 comedies under their belt. Yeah. Hold on. I need to fucking find that. <laughs> Like yeah, comedy action movies just like this. He had like he had done it before. Like tre- like if this had gone for like the mood of Tremors instead of kind of trying to be a s- sort of serious sci-fi thing with jokes. The movie like, thinks it's way too cool than it really is. It um, really thinks it. It thinks it's so fucking cool. Th- it uh, is not, my friends. It is not cool. For a movie that like rips off so much of like the Futurama Jetsons kind of parody uh, aesthetic, um, mm. they really don't lean into the, the campiness of those types of uh, future uh, space worlds at all. No, um, not at all. You can't decide <laughs> if it wants to be like gritty or just realistic is just kind of like serious for the most part like yeah, yeah there's no jokes there's really <laughs> almost no jokes there's only a like there's a couple and john cleese delivers two of them uh yeah <laughs> the, the, there's something there's something that actually it does jive with the whole idea of being on the moon uh the word that comes to mind is stagnant yeah this movie is Thank just you. like a stagnant pool of just m- mucky just nastiness. You just—it's like a puddle filled with like fucking oil slick, you know, in the gutter. And, and then they're saying, "Hey, w- w- why don't you, the audience, just roll around in the gutter for a second? Uh, Pluto Nash—that's that, what—that's what it is to me, you know. Um, and you know, it, to to put it in a historical context, right? This is 2002. Um, 9/11 had just happened the year beforehand, not even a year, and yet. Somehow, Pluto Nash was an even bigger bomb. 
from IMDb, in absolute terms, this movie made the largest financial loss of any movie to date. With a budget of $100 million and a total U.S. gross of $4.41 million. That is a loss of $95 million, uh, which didn't do much better worldwide. Basically ended up losing 92% of its $100 million budget. Again, again, if you hadn't set this stupid fucking mob movie on the, on the moon, you, you would have saved a lot. It's really even given all that it's it's much like when we were watching Howard the Duck. We're like, where did the money go? Where did all of it go? Right, right. Well, like, there's a lot of visual effects. Say, there's a lot of visual effects. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of yes, visual and visual effects are expensive. Um, which maybe which works good to just like launch into the movie because I'll say right off the bat, uh, when they're sort of introducing the moon and the set, there are excessively motion graphics titles. Mm-hmm. Like, they are just dripping with swipes and flares. And th- I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad about it because that means, you know, one of my uh, motion graphics brothers got paid. <laughs> I'm not upset about that. What I'm saying is that is uh, it's right off the bat. They just, you know, and they're trying to, they try to butter you up with the good old hoppity boppity fun <laughs> hero <laughs> bah, musical bah, score. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it just like. It's supposed to be this fun, you know. Oh, this is an ad- we're about to have an adventure score, you know. Then this it, this is the first time it comes up in the movie. It comes up again and again and again, uh, as we will get into in, in the movie. Um, but I will say to its credit, in my opinion, that the moon cityscape environment in the establishing exterior shots is actually pretty well realized. I think it looks decent. Sure, you know, I think it's one of the better yeah. aspects of the movie. I agree. These, these exterior shots. It definitely has like the the whalers on the moon episode Futurama <laughs> look to me. Uh, uh, and, and, oh yeah. Uh, and, and honestly, it, it reminds me so much of more and uh, more on mountain from from Space Jam. Like this, go watch the sequences on Moron Mountain with the with Swackhammer, Danny DeVito. Uh, Yeah, it's just this is Pluto Dash. What the fuck? Um, You know, steal from the best, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Right, they steal from the best, die like the rest. Uh, uh, Yeah, so decent, decent world. You know, off the bat, you're like, okay, I I see what see what this movie's about. You know, decent world building. Boom. Immediately right into the sleaze. Uh, there is no hiding it from this point on in the movie. Once we get introduced into Eddie Murphy and, uh, you know, all the other characters, we, we're just immediately thrust into what is called uh, Frankowski's nightclub, where Pluto Nash, as played by Eddie Murphy, watches Anthony Frankowski, Jay Moore, uh play what the accordion in yeah. a kilt in his disgusting ass club yeah it's um, it's fucking cringe which i would say like when you think of like retro futurism you think of you know scottish kilts and accordions it's literally it's the first character interaction in the movie right i think it's the first lines of dialogue is it, him it just, is yeah it is. so like that's because like it's kind of un- undoes all the work done by the establishing shots like right away like you're trying to establish that like you know this is a sci-fi comedy on the moon and 
and we go right into just a dingy nightclub that could be literally anywhere watching someone do something that they would not do literally anywhere. Yeah, also, you know, uh, it, it's been very quickly established that Tony Tony Frankowski, um, the owner of the nightclub, he wants to be a performer, right? Um, like, then why would you even, like, start by owning a venue? It, it seems kind of backwards. Um, like, if you had the capital for such adventure, maybe you should have invested it into, like, you know, your singing career that you so obviously want, um, you know. You want to be a rock uh, yeah. star? Are you gonna, <laughs> if you want to be a rock star, a musician, do you go and buy, you know, a club? I don't know. <laughs> it seems dumb no. to me. <laughs> uh, it's like many things in this movie. It is backwards. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, I will also say that the the actual set for the club, um, it, it's a little too open. Like, like, there's some things that are at odds with each other. If we're going for dingy nightclub, we should be going small space. It's actually quite a large space, which says mm. movie set to me. It also is uh, too well lit, and it's not just movie gross. It's actually just nasty. <laughs> like, they have, like, some old food, like, sitting around and everything, and it's, like, with the well-littedness, it's like... Okay, that's just that's just actually gross. Like it's yeah. like nauseating to look at the set. Uh, that I would say. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, disgusting. Definitely. Yeah, I will say um, this whole like first scene is one hundred percent reshoots. Like, it, when we get into like the next scenes, it feels like the movie should have just started right there. Like, Thank the you, way Peter. It's punctuated and where it's edited, <laughs> like this is definitely a reshoot. And like, I guess they thought it was important to show how Pluto got the club and like how he was friends with Tony Francis but like they don't show it him any of his relationships with anyone else he runs into like they just use really shitty expository dialogue which by the way when he meets Tony Francis later in the movie he uses shitty expository dialogue to explain their relationship. Oh like, yeah, why and they even here. They show like my favorite uh, prop in the movie, which I need to get this printed and put on my desk. But it's the picture of Tony Francis and Pluto together. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. I have it on my phone. I'll send it out later. We need. Oh, I, 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 like years ago, I remember getting that picture from. <laughs> um, like uh, Tony uh, Francis. It's worth noting me. that a lot of the reshoots that you speak of, which I I, I agree with you. This is reeks of reshoots. Uh, they're paid for out of Eddie Murphy pocket which explains oh. why in this first scene he looks like he's just in Eddie Murphy's like street clothes <laughs> like it's like so un uh, interesting you know you think you're your first a guy named Pluto Nash is gonna wear some fucking sparkly purple or something I don't know yeah. like, he's on the moon yeah. it's the future he's just so lazy <laughs> right like the the fucking outfit they have him on in the in the poster which is like you know him in this like you know spacesuit he doesn't show he doesn't wear the spacesuit until like well into the movie he's wearing like a fucking lounge fucking jacket or you know yeah. so, that's a good the point. whole time uh which is what got me in the theaters um is that fucking that poster i was like oh, i want to i want to be the man on the moon fuck yeah <laughs> they they there's so much betrayal going on with how they how they pitched the movie to you in the preview and like in the fucking poster and like what they made you think this movie was going to be and they're fucking assholes for that um and so it, so in this first scene we got uh 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 what is it, Jay Moore, Anthony Frankowski, he's doing what he's called Scottish crooning, uh, to which Pluto suggests he change it to Italian crooning uh, and change his name to Tony Francis, who we later find out is l quite literally just Frank Sinatra songs. There's, there's nothing else to it. He's literally Frank Sinatra. Uh, which, which I will say, if it's actually Jay Moore singing those Frank Sinatra songs, not bad. I think it is. 
It, it, it yeah. definitely does not sound bad. like him. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's it, not bad. Yeah, yeah, not bad. I mean, he's a, he, you know, as the as the the chant goes, more, 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 more. I mean, oh. people want more, more. And yeah. Jay Moore has the goods. He's ready to deliver. And you know, yeah, if that comes down to crooning, uh, something, something racial joke. Ha ha ha! I'm supposed to laugh at this, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's not cool to pretend yeah. to be a race that you're not. He's he's, yeah. he's Polish. He's not Scottish either. Uh, <laughs> I will say, like, while Eddie Murphy is watching Tony Rance, there is actually one thing. I, I wouldn't call it funny, but it's an amusing. I would see it as a pretty good gif where it's just a series of Eddie Murphy's rea- facial reactions while he's watching uh, uh, Frankowski sing. They're, they're, it's pretty hilarious. Like, yeah. in a sequence, I could see it making a really good meme. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds but me of I would the say, samurai cop reactions. Ooh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ooh, That's ooh. on point. Uh, I fucking love uh, that guy. <laughs> I would say uh, Frankowski pours Pluto a beer in a dirty mug that is an excellent metaphor for this entire movie and <laughs> that it is 68% foam with dirty lips all over it. Damn. <laughs> and, and this awkwardly, st- the next awkward, awkwardly staged uh, scene uh, features a bunch of gangsters, just really like old, slow gangsters. <laughs> coming yeah, yeah. In. Oh, oh, right, right before that, right before that, and I will say this is another slap in the face. Uh, we just go directly into a disgusting, filthy bathroom usage scene, where Pluto Nath has has to navigate using a bathroom. This this serves no purpose on the ultimate movie. Any anything, it's just uh, like from to go from hoppity boppity score, and then you get fucking disgusting bathroom. Just like what the fuck is this? Yeah, and actually, that music you were just mimicking is what reminds me of like Futurama interstitial music, like heavily. Like I don't know when was this movie filmed? Like 2000, 1999 or 2000? Yeah, it would have, yeah, have to be yeah. around then because I know uh, it got pushed back a bunch. It, it, so. it was shelved right. for a while. We, we, yeah, I, I looked into. Yeah, I, I was curious. Is this a nine eleven release? Like, like the, that that September? No, it's it's not. Uh, as, so it was, as was like I said, earlier. a little bit beyond. That. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> if we tie it into like horrible movies. I would say that. Yeah, I think we brought it up on the podcast before, but. Uh, uh, the master of disguise. Uh, literally, he was in the turtle outfit when when the fucking buildings were uh, going down. He was. What he was. a fuck! I mean, oh, to have master of disguise and Pluto Nash coming out. I mean, talk about the death of comedy movies. Holy fucking shit! Oh man, no, you're you're, yeah. you're right. There's a lot of really like funny old uh, like comedy OGs that are just like bobbing at this point in time. Yeah, I think uh, the Love Guru came out shortly after Master of Disguise. Ugh. I think that's closer yeah. to like 2006-ish because yeah, like, but yeah, I think we had just <laughs> Austin Powers of uh, uh, in Gold, Gold Member, Member. I think was this year, 2002 yeah. or two or uh, yeah, something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah, these slow old gangsters yeah. are. Uh, they're hassling Tony Francis to pay off debt, you know, because that's just yeah, how. Yeah, I'd it say w- that the, <laughs> the, 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 the 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 so the bathroom scene ends and is followed immediately by an abrupt attempted homicide via forced ingestion of battery acid. <laughs> Fun. Fun. And and, and, and um, <laughs> so basically, Pluto Nash's name is enough to get anything you you want in this world. Like Pluto Nash is Poochie. You know, if 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 if, if Pluto <laughs> Nash is not on screen, the characters need to be asking, "Where's Pluto?" <laughs> like, That's Pluto, I yes. love Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash is awesome. Like he, like 
he just he's talking to the old guy which I don't know I don't know what actor that is I should have looked it up but that guy just yeah. cracks he, me up he's some respected actor like he's a real actor yeah right for this. Uh, Pluto Nash yeah you in the, the you in the joint with my cousin yeah 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 I, I know him yeah, Pluto Nash I'm the man whatever the fuck goes on there uh, um, and basically he talks these uh, these gangster guys down from you know fucking murdering his oldest <laughs> and best friend Tony Francis um yeah, right. And I would say that to that point about Poochie, you know, if they had played it more cartoony instead of just like shady and gross, this this movie would have worked a lot better. Yeah, like, it would have. It, it it needed that that comedy cartoony component, uh, and it doesn't. I would say that when Pluto Nash walks back in the room and sees his friend, who he was just talking to, like <laughs> tied hands tied behind his back, funnel in mouth, about to be murdered. He is barely phased by this development <laughs> at all. He does what like I, to which uh, what my I call, note in my book is that Eddie Murphy is just dead. <laughs> uh, and so Pluto Nash is talking to the gangsters. Apparently Tony Francis has got a huge amount of debt. So to absolve the problem, uh, he agrees to pay off the debt and take over the nightclub. Um, and again, throughout this entire thing, he just looks like he's on his way to doing something else like he just feels detached wow you know? that's on point uh, actually it does feel like he just stopped here for a second like to say <laughs> hi and he had to be like, somewhere yeah yeah I, I gotta get out of here i gotta go <laughs> um and so this this scene in the beginning because it's in the beginning ha offers up uh what will be a a theme throughout the movie is a whole backdrop of expository dialogue describing pluto's backstory as a real hopping smuggler AKA telling and not showing. Yeah. Um, and they are, it's, it just happens again and again. They're always describing of scenes and events from the movie's past. Everything that would be much more interesting to watch than anything we actually get to watch on the screen. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and in, you, you got, in, in comparison, you, you guys got to check out the opening scene to Beverly Hills Cop. It's, it's, it really is trying to set up the same thing. Like, here's your hero. Uh, he's a fast-talking shyster. Uh, he can get himself out of any situation. Kind of shady. Um, and, it, it, again, it's just night and day. Uh, they, it, it, Beverly Hills Cop starts with him trying to sell cigarettes out of a cigarette truck uh, on a sting. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. Yeah, um, it, starts, uh, it starts with the way fucking better song, too. Yeah, it does. Um, oh, hell so, yeah. It's a so, good-ass song. At, at this point... This is where the movie should have started. We go to seven years yes. later. Pluto owns the nightclub. He's in a cool suit, a sparkly suit, like I said. I give points whenever there's sparkly suits in this movie. <laughs> um, and Pluto's the man serving drinks at his own club. Just everyone f fucking loves him. Um, and uh, again, we're instantly interrupted by the hassling of, or henchman hassling, our, our dear Pluto. Um, what's his name? Mogan? Yeah, Is Mogan. Is it Mogan played by Joe Pantoliano? Yes. yes. Cypher Our himself. friend Cypher from yes. The Matrix. Who's an established yeah. fucking, like, wise guy in, like, like, like yeah. film and, and television. It's like, what are you doing here, dude? Like, you're, uh, you're way better uh, than this. I would say directly before we meet this, uh, uh, Mogan and, and a Hedgeman, there's actually... We, we meet one of the other main characters and I put that in quotes main character because they really don't serve to do anything but to like ask questions of Pluto Nash and be like what are you doing right now Pluto Nash is uh, Dinah Lake or Dina Lake I don't know uh, Rosa, played by Rosario Dawson who really wants to be a, a, a nightclub singer and talks to Pluto Nash uh, 
uh, at the club, and he's basically like a huge asshole to her. He is uh, a huge like, asshole. The whole <laughs> right movie. off the bat, and it's like this weird, awkward thing where uh, uh, she is the daughter of somebody he used to be a smuggler. With, with, but let me just say this again: uh, everything that happens that's supposed to be cool in this movie happens off screen, and. Basically, all we're left with is just watching this awkward club ownership drama. I mean, this is supposed to be Pluto Nash, famed smuggler adventurer. The man on the moon. In this adventure, he plays a manager who is so short-staffed he has to bartend. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm reminding everybody again, this movie is actually called, the full title is The Adventures of Pluto Nash. I would argue we do not see a single adventure in the entire movie. More, more, much less more than one that would necessitate the plurality. I was drinking uh, water really? when you said that, and I almost did a spit take. <laughs> spit take. Uh, really, I would argue he's just running away from danger the whole time. Uh, we'll get to that, but what I'll say before we move on is that this movie suffers from a very bad beginning, a, a horribly overwritten bad beginning, uh, and every time they have one of these expository dialogue things, it, it just makes me say, oh. It's kind of like, <laughs> I'm. oh, okay, I guess... That's a, happened. That's yeah. a thing. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Like, it, ex, look, expository dialogue is important. Okay, like it's a necessity. You like even movies that do a lot more showing than telling use expository dialogue. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. A right way to do it is to like have a conversation that like drops information about their past, but sounds natural. The way right. Pluto Nash always does it is like, "Hi, I'm character. Oh, I know you from when we did blank, blank, and blank." Yes, I remember blank, blank, and blank, and that's it. That that's how they do their dialogue, speaking like robots, like or an AI-generated script. It's fucking awful. Yeah, and there's this other bit of uh, 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 direction that happens when they're introducing. Now that they're back in Pluto Nash's Hoppin' Club, which I would argue is a completely different building. It is like <laughs> completely different in every single way, but it's like happen into but i would say that there's this like this they're supposed to be doing world building and they always do this with like space movies or future movies that are really bad where they show the, the establishing shot of the club and there's this stupid ass fucking dancing with stupid ass <laughs> fucking up tempo techno future music fucking bullshit like what is this it's not no one would like it's a group dance thing and everyone's doing taibo or something it's like not not cool taibo like shit taibo uh <laughs> They always fucking do that in this movie. But, uh, okay, so back to where we were at. Dinah Lake, Dina. Rosara Dawson, approaching uh, uh, help from Pluto Nash. Uh, I'd say he's a complete asshole to her. In contrast to, he's the bartender. He literally just gave random dudes free booze because a dude is getting a divorce. Oh, that's some fucking uh, prime A it's, dude it's, humor there. Oh, well, congratulations. Uh, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, drinks on the house, and then it's like, the woman comes up, friend's daughter, asking for help. He's like, oh, you can fuck off. Get out of my face. <laughs> you know? uh, he's a real stand-up dude, this Pluto Nash. You can see why he's such a notable public figure on the moon. What with his vacant, husk-like personality. <laughs> uh, but Pluto reluctantly grants her a job waiting tables. Nice guy. Um, and this begins the beginning of their awkward love interest skis, like kind of going on in their relationship. It doesn't ever really develop, thankfully, but um, thank fucking it's gross. god, yeah, yeah, it, it is pretty gross. She's very young uh, in this yeah. movie. Uh, I like, like Rosario. 20, 
Yeah, twenty years younger than him. At least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. So exactly, it's 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 gross and weird. Um, hey, so we she was on, on fire to... though this this summer though. Um, Rosario Dawson. She was in Men in Black Two as well, which is a terrible movie, and she plays basically <laughs> the exact same character. But like, yeah, make that money. Who gives a fuck? These yeah. are <laughs> you got. Yeah, paid. I remember reading one of the reviews. They were like, thankfully, this wasn't her last like uh, work that year that came out because I could yeah I could have seen this easily tanking her career as well, even though she does. As well as she can, given the fact that she is given basically nothing to hang her hat on. Yeah, yeah this is the no, whole movie, really. I this is no fault of hers. I blame. No. I blame. No. Eddie Murphy tries to play kind of victim with this movie too, and it's like, man, motherfucker, you, you showed nothing, no energy. Yeah. Like you're you're Eddie Murphy. Like get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like he was one of the biggest stars on the planet at the time. He could have done whatever he wanted. Like right. It, like he right, wasn't just... forced. No one like held a gun to his head and was like, you're gonna make fucking Pluto Nash, Eddie Murphy. You gotta play ball. <laughs> right, he doesn't seem scared. <laughs> he seems just blank, just dead. Yeah, when you have like nine kids, uh, yeah, I'll bet you fucking uh, you just need the money to come in. Yeah, it's true. So in the very, uh, I would say, again, like bureaucratically lame inciting incident where the henchmen come and have a meeting with Pluto Nash and ask him to sign over his club to the mob and he basically tells them to get lost. One of the only movement, one of the only move, uh, moments in the movie to actually elicit laughter from me uh, uh, is that Dinah Lake Dina. Uh, comes up to Pluto's office with a couple of bottles of booze, and to which he he just he says, "Oh no, I mix them in my mouth," and fucking drinks hard liquor straight from the bottle. So that's like and yeah. it's just like a several second scene in the movie where Eddie Murphy's just got a hard liquor bottle just pouring in right into his mouth. Takes a shot of uh, vodka, vermouth, and then eats the fucking uh, olive. That's not cute. It's not funny. It's not. Uh, that would uh, if you're trying to charm her, you haven't. She sees you're a 45 year old alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Again, it was like it wasn't funny for the reason that maybe they wanted it to be. Nevertheless, it's one of the only things that I thought was legitimately like humorous in the movie. Although, yes, gross. Uh, like you're saying, they if they're leaning into the gross, they should have le- leaned into it harder than they did and, and in better ways than they did. But this is one of those things where if they'd gone that way, I could have seen that this being like, okay, they, they could have done some spoofy stuff, you know, that was a little bit more like edgy and, and funny. Um, they don't, but they could have, you know, and, and I'd say that they, they should have. Yeah. Um, um, and then explosion. Oh, yeah. That's very, very uh, good timing for, uh, you know, Gold water yeah. world yeah. Isn't it, uh, yeah. yeah, isn't it like a rocket launcher or something they fire into the club? Uh, it just happens. There's just there's, oh. they're just in the office, Pluto and Dinah, Dina. and there's an explosion. Um, the mob is retaliated has- very quickly, like within like <laughs> I, I, it's like an hour quickly. later, right? Like, like, yeah. Uh, we yeah. start at night. It's still uh, uh, well. It's the moon. I guess it's always maybe night, even but. less. Less yeah. than maybe even less. I mean, this is the future. Maybe they have higher tech explosives. I don't know. Um, but whatever. This this now begins what we have uh, in the what is the whole the whole how they do this movie. It goes uh, disgusting, unfunny expository scene followed immediately by chase scene. So. Now we're in a very drawn-out, family-safe, adventure-score-filled chase scene. Uh, and, you know, like everything else in this movie, it just kind of happens. It, 
It's just like it's imposed upon the movie. It doesn't feel justified. It's it's again this an obligation, you know, is what it feels like. They're like, oh, okay, I guess we're obligated to keep moving and whatever. Yeah. I will um, say, to the movie's credit, they definitely actually blew some shit up. Like, those are sure, some sure, practical sure. explosions. Yeah, so, there, there, there's at least quite they did a bit, that. Yeah, quite a bit of practical explosions. I will say, oh, uh, uh, we also got our first look at in Pluto's office at the android Bruno, uh, played by Jeff Bezos. Oh, and I'm sorry. That's uh, Randy Quaid. Oh, man. Uh, man. <laughs> he looks exactly like fucking Jeff Bezos. Let's put that out there. <laughs> a little uh, bit. A little bit. Uh, yeah, let's talk uh, about Bruno for a second. Um, where does everyone stand on Bruno? I hate him. Okay. I hate him. I think <laughs> yeah. he's kind of awful. I don't I, like uh, him. I like the way he looks, I he, though. I mean, he's doing his best. I think yeah. he, he just, he kind of looks like like a fucking shittier Doctor Evil. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's unpleasant totally to look at. The teeth are bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, as much as I want an action figure of Bruno, which there aren't any, I've looked. <laughs> um, I'm right. So unsurprised. And, and, and 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 in this chase scene, we get all these very funny moments where Bruno is lamenting being only a model sixty three, and he can't go that fast, or he can't listen and talk at the same time. It's like okay, there's like four jokes all about right. that within like two minutes. <laughs> right, right, right. It, it, it's not, none of them are funny. It's kind of like, oh, again, oh, that is the fucking reaction I have to everything that happens in the movie. Just, uh, oh. Why is Randy Quaid, who you get to be like the scary bouncer robot? Hey, I'll give him this. Know. He is uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> he is. <laughs> get a wrestler or something. So, chase scene, blah, 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 Yeah, it's just such stagnant action, like you were saying, man. It's like, just, it's like, I... Just generic diving around, firing, you know, space guns, which are just kind of have longer barrels and spark a little bit. Yeah. They, <laughs> they look like they could be in anything. Yeah. They could be in any sci-fi thing. They do this thing with Randy Quaid's guns where hey, I'm going to say that now I, they would have been way cooler if they had gave him some fucking badass, like, platinum-looking space rifle. I would say that the double gun thing in this movie and in many other movies, uh, except for The Matrix, always looks fucking stupid. Like, the way that they frame it and the way everything it's just like nee, nee. it's just like just a two handgun double gun I don't know I think it just looks yeah dumb. I know what you mean <laughs> it looks really dumb and it doesn't like it, it doesn't if they just get just give them one fucking rifle how cool would that have been like an actual instead of things that look like just regular guns I don't know could have played more into the space thing yeah uh, ray guns definitely yeah or anything I mean you're in space do the Star Wars thing just give me something to fucking hang my hat on but uh uh no they don't uh so they escape to the uh, one of uh, Pluto Nash's favorite locales of all time, where he's known very well, the Garden of Paradise Motel, to uh, to hide out, ostensibly. Uh, so we went from CD nightclub to motel. Fun. Another interior. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna be, we don't spend much time on the moon's surface in this movie. Yeah, man, and it's a lot just tasteful jokes and classiness, you know, at this locale making sure to respect Rosario Dawson as an actress and more importantly as a human being um, uh, yeah. sure yeah uh, they totally do that yeah but then then they do they keep doing this like basically it's just a sequence of Pluto Nash meeting people and having people explain things he's done Pluto Nash I owe you my life you're my best and oldest friend Pluto what more can I do for you <laughs> exactly they, they meet respected, and I will say very good comedic actor, Peter Boyle, um, you know, best known for uh, Everybody Loves Raymond and um, friggin' uh, 
Oh god, the Mel Brooks Frankenstein movie. Why I can't remember the name right now. Son of Frankenstein. Young yeah. Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Oh my god, I can't believe I didn't remember that. It's all good. But um, yeah, he's <laughs> no, a. He's good. He's, he's a, funny. I mean, he's not good in this. No, no one is. <laughs> no, he's not. But uh, right, he plays R- Roland, um, who's this ex-cop who I guess Pluto is going there to. He goes to. He goes from the motel to a pool hall, it, essentially again in the middle of being hunted down. But he's got enough time to play around a pool with with Roland again. This this whole scene stinks of something that they had to shoot and retroactively put in later. Um, they start talking about who's the identity of Rex Crater. Who I, it, 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 I guess if you've been paying attention to the dialogue at this point, this means something to you. So maybe a, on your third or fourth viewing of Pluto Nash, you're finally like, oh, I see what the, what the point of this scene is. First time through, you're kind of like, what what are they talking about? And apropos of nothing. Roland starts talking about clones. Uh, I wonder why, but we'll we'll find out later. Uh, Hold uh, that thought. Uh, and again, uh, when we have a uh, uh, when we're in the motel, like uh, this is one of the world building things. But like the robot is hooked up to a, a steam. I, are the robots steam powered? That's just a question that I have. Yeah. Are, what is going on with that steam coming out of there? It just it seems to me that. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Uh, um, it's unclear and it's unexplained, and um, much like a lot of the movie. So you know, go figure. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and they talk a little bit more about like real hopping, which again is one of those things that's in the movie. It's kind of like, what's that? What does that mean? Well, stay tuned to find out way later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they're in the pool hall, um, and I will point out like even Star Wars leaves the fucking cantina. I mean, come on. Like, right, yeah. right. <laughs> this whole movie's the cantina scene, basically. Uh, uh, God, Pluto Nash should have been retrofitted to be a Star Wars movie. That'd be great. <laughs> like, if that it was might canon, have been actually cool. You get like um, a Pluto Nash, like a Hasbro figure. That'd be amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> um, uh, 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 right. So we go from pool hall back to the motel room. Classy, classy. They uh, uh, they have another stupid thing where. Um, uh, Bruno is who is who is the android is like there's another moment that's supposed to be funny where they're kind of like see how like the humans and the androids are they're similar from Bruno but it doesn't really make you think like oh is he an android or is he a human like they they're very inconsistent on their level of like AI and awareness uh, with with Bruno um, and I will say, it would have been much funnier if they had Bruce Willis as Bruno. Uh, oh my yes. god, I would love it. Yes. Especially if he <laughs> returned. Right. Uh, so, never to stray too far from filth, uh, Pluto and Dinah now Dina. go to the futuristic plastic surgery shop, New You Body Clinic, for not a reason stated. Um, I guess they have to get disguises to get off the moon or what? Um, but this is the scene, as we talked about before, in the preview. is heavily featured in the preview with this nasty, greasy bodybuilder CGI and just really overt sexual objectification of uh, Dinah Lake. Dina. It's really uncomfortable and bad. Yeah, it's not, it's not fucking good. Um, and you could... You can tell, like, they draw this shit out. Like, I'm guessing, like, Eddie Murphy was improvising lines. Like, it's, they think it's very, very funny while they're shooting this. And it is right. so 
so it's dry much talk and unfunny. Of, uh, quote unquote ass resculpting. Yeah, you know, uh, a bit more, a bit, uh, a bit more bubblage. Uh, and and uh. it's just, he's awkwardly like, yeah, 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 and his head's just kind of hovering there. That's um, <laughs> real bad. Uh, Rosario Dawson gets that fucking awful line later. It's like, I have a great ass. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we're just doing a thing. Like, I was just up. doing that. For, uh, right. So I guess, uh, and I only got this the last time that I rewatched it when I was doing the notes for the movie. That the, the point of this scene is that they're actually there to intimidate the clinician who's helping them into giving them some information on Rex Crater or somebody that they were helping. Something I, I don't I don't I don't know. And I like this like, lady. I like the uh, the doctor at the clinic. Uh, yeah, this actress, she's good. She's in. Uh, oh, man, she's uh, in a lot well, of stuff. Let me let me, let me look. Um, she's, a, she's a character actress. She's in a lot of stuff. That's Elena Douglas, Mona Zimmer. Mm. Uh, yeah, she's funny. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, funny. yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, uh, not in this uh, movie, but she's funny. And uh, yeah, and, and it's important that it, you know in this movie that uh, they're really only hitting on the gross notes of Pluto's so-called adventure of life. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Hold on. Pump the brakes. Uh, Elaine, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Ileana Douglas, uh, the doctor, uh, was partners with Martin Scorsese from 1998 to 1997. I mean, 1988 to 1997. Oh. Ugh. Oh, wow. Ugh. Martin well. is like caricatures. Uh, people in the community. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like you were saying, Scott, there, it's just Pluto's gross history. Um, right. We go f- again from the ass resculpting to back at the motel where Pluto Nash's mother is waiting there with a gun. Uh, who's played by Pam Greer. Who is actually far more age appropriate to be a love interest for Pluto. Uh, Pam Greer. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, not, not, not his mom. <laughs> um, they, they, but, yes, they, they, even, they even make a note about... Um, uh, uh, where, where she's like, oh, you're the mom. You could easily pass for his sister. And it's, it's like, yeah. Yeah. They're like the same age. <laughs> uh, Which, um, yeah, I will say Pam Greer, lovely actress, um, not good in this movie. She's one of many people who are too good for this movie that just kind of show up and go away. And um, I was never happier than when I saw her go away and not come back. No, she comes back. <laughs> she does. What are you talking she, about? She does come back briefly. Uh, yes, uh, we will get to that. Well, yeah, no, um, like for the yeah, no, like a little bit, like yes, but, yes, yeah. very, very little bit. Actually, yeah. an important point on that scene when, when we get when we get to it, it it's coming up soon. Um, so uh, Pluto in the visit with the mom. She's saying you got to get off the moon because they're coming after you. He's like trying to get off the moon. Uh, this incurs another chase scene because it's been a little while, guys. We need to sleaze, chase, repeat. Um, sleaze, chase, repeat. Yeah, yeah that's, that's just the, the beats of the movie. Yeah, Pantoliano uh, and the boys have to show up and fire their space guns and have sparks fly at things. Uh, right, uh, yeah. Yeah, the albino <laughs> henchman, which I will uh, say that the albino henchman, his, the actor's name is Victor Varnado. Uh, yeah. I'll point out. He is also in the movie End of Days. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but he is the albino guy on the train who shatters onto shards on the ground. Uh, and he's like, he's going to fuck you, Christine, like over and over again. Ooh. I remember watching that movie when I was younger and being very disturbed by that scene. So I was like reading the IMDb. I was like, who is that guy? Oh, oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and a fun fact, in a deleted scene, uh, there is a scene where someone throws a full glass of cream soda in his face. Fun. Yeah. Uh, what? What's yeah. that even supposed to... What's that about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there are a few deleted scenes, and, and they're actually... 
there's some points where they'll tie in that, that, that we'll get to shortly here where where, where <laughs> oh, it makes fuck. a little bit more sense. Uh, so I watched through them all. Good, good. Um, uh, uh, okay, so we're chase sequence at the motel, yada yada, gunplay. Uh, anytime a gun is brought out in a movie, it's kind of just like, okay, we're at that level. Like, there's not, a, there's nowhere else to go, but gun, you know? So, I, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, there, are, don't get me wrong, there's movies with gun violence that I like a great deal because they, you know, they go over the top and shit. But yeah, then it's just about, it's just about the gun. What be, what's yep. beat, what beats gun? Uh, <laughs> right, more gun. The power really. of gun. Yeah. Uh, right. So uh, Pluto Nash hot wears a car, and the car has a dashboard. John Cleese as ah. the as the car assistant. Fuck uh, this! Like you guys give him. I don't know. You mentioned how they, they they do the their best, or John Cleese tried his best here, but it's like, man, he is just on a green screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Isolated, yeah. phoning it in. He like looks uh, directly he, into the camera, which I guess makes sense since he is a computer screen. But yeah. I, yeah. I found all the car stuff so bad, and they didn't even oh. cut it right to where his like responses seem a little delayed. Like he should have trimmed trimmed that clip of him a little bit to make it more instantaneous. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, right. I don't know. And right. I, I want to clarify my earlier statement. I did not say John Cleese tries his best. I said John Cleese has most of the jokes. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I want to uh, be clear would, on for, that. <laughs> the lines uh, uh, he gives are jokes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Well, I would say that like because the movie's so stagnant, you know, up until this point, that for me it was. It was kind of a breath of fresh air to see him. It was like Desmond, like you were saying in Aladdin, when Will Smith shows up, and it's like when you haven't seen anybody you know at the party. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, yeah, oh, you're here, you know. Okay. Not to say that he does anything good with it. Like he quickly devolves into something uninteresting as well. But you're kind of like, oh, maybe a moment, and then no. no. Yeah, uh, I like that quite. point. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, uh, so they're in the car. Uh, Pluto Nash is like a night lasts for two weeks, and uh, Rosario Dawson is like, how depressing. Um, I will say, game recognized game. <laughs> Uh, Dinah falls asleep Dina. right before Pluto comes back with the uh, champagne flutes. And I will say, smart move, girl. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. She was she was wide awake mere seconds before without a hint of a yawn. Oh, man. Um, but we honestly cannot trust that Pluto did not slip a Mickey into that flute. Honestly, we, we, we can't trust that. What, um, what, what? Like, if you put a, a creepy score underneath this, just watch how fast that scene would turn into a horror movie. So, uh, good job. Good job, Rosario. At this point, has Pluto been confirmed to be a good guy at all? It seems like he's got got a lot of people trying to kill him for being a a son of a bitch, but... He kind of just seems like a piece of shit that we're supposed to like, but it's not likable at all. Why are you Uh, taking your employee with you? Like, like the the, the fucking girl you just hired, like your server, like what? Oh, there's another uh, sight gag thing. When they're they're driving down, when they have the car on autopilot and it's driving down the freeway, there's like a a billboard that says Trump Realty. If you lived here, you'd be home by now or whatever. I don't know. It's just another fucking, you know, attempted, lame attempted a joke that just falls flat. Yeah, between uh, that and the Hillary on the money thing, is like right? You know, predictive programming—it's all—it's <coughs> all—it's all a plan. They've got us—they've got us wired into into a into a, 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 a what do you call it? A, ma- a hamster wheel. And we're all just running on. We're all just running at a hamster wheel, just set out by Pluto Nash years ahead of time. What's happening? What, what, what kind of world do we live in here? So um, I do want to yeah. point out they try to they, they, they try to uh, carjack the car him, it, itself with a gun. Like that's dumb. Uh, it's really <laughs> dumb, <laughs> Bruno. 
Like, is is, is uh, the car's yeah. CPU in right there in the screen? Well, they they take a chip out of Bruno's head and put it into the car, and she's like, "Oh, it must be nice to live in a world where your car and your uh, Android have interchangeable parts." I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So, but anyway, yeah, they 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 they, yeah. they hotwire the car. Somehow, it drives itself to Pluto's old hideout, which is right. again. More expository dialogue about something that would have been way cooler to see instead of what we actually saw. Oh, and uh, I do, so I do, I do want to point out just, just, just one step back uh, about you know Dina going to sleep. Like that's where the movie tries to force some sentimentality like yeah. on you because mm. um, um, he, I believe he puts his jacket over her, and, and yes, you have a nice. There's some nice like slow music playing. It's like what? It, right, right. What the fuck is happening? Like, yeah. <laughs> no. Yes, uh, it is very yeah exactly a weird. Weird beat. In another movie, it might make sense, but for this one, um, it doesn't. Uh, and so uh, when we get to the, uh, like, he's talking about his hideout and everything. Uh, my note was that this is some faux-stalgia sequel shit, where <laughs> they're talking about something that would have happened in the first movie that never happened. Uh, again, trying to make us nostalgic for something that we have no attachment to. Uh we don't know Pluto Nash, really. Like, we don't know him as a good guy. Uh, we don't even know him as, like, Han Solo, where he's kind of a dick, but also ultimately a really good guy, or, like, at least has some kind of value backbone to him yeah. at all. <laughs> um, they get to the old hideout, and we're introduced to Pluto's, like, made, but it's, like, heavily implied sex robot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And right. that's, like, gross and unfunny. Um, that's weird. Uh, yeah. It's weird that that happened. Uh, we also are exposed to uh, Bruno also being a sexual uh, assaulter. Uh, he is like, no problem slapping this uh, robot French maid girl just like right in the ass. Um, yeah. Jokes. Not funny, just kind of sad and, and gross. And again, sexual objectification and harassment, which is not cool. No, nope. uh, There's a lot of that in this movie. It's not cool. Yeah, it's very of, of the era, too. Like, shitty, shitty guy humor. Oh, yeah, you'd have a fuck robot, wouldn't you? Like, ugh. <laughs> right. Ugh. Uh, like, but don't worry. From... Uh, you know, these violent delights and violent ends, Bruno. He'll get hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it would have been way cooler if they had gone with the fucking Westworld, like, come up and it. That's like a five um, more hour long endeavor. <laughs> Uh, there is a quote that I wrote down here from this point in the movie where Dinah asks, Dina. how's it going? And Pluto answers, it's not going at all. Uh, to which I could not agree anymore. Uh, it's not going. Um, there's something, something, something. They are going through their evidence and he realizes that the initials he was given by the clinician, WZW, are actually upside down. It's MZM, which is uh, Mike Z. Marucci, played by Alec Baldwin, who sh is now showing up 46 minutes into the movie. Uh... Apparently, Alec Baldwin hated this movie so much that he demanded he be uncredited. I, so he is not listed in the official credits of well, IMDb. Th this movie's bad. I don't think like that's that's a bit much, Alec. It's not. It's nowhere near the the bottom of the list of the crap you've been in. Uh, no, <laughs> no, but big extreme. Um, it's true. Um, to which uh, after making the discovery, they kick back and watch an old timey movie. Um, um. Uh, Okay, sure. 
Uh, and then they get a video call from Pluto's mom that Roland is dead. Right. Exactly. Murdered. <laughs> Who? Uh, they killed him. Did you? Did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the only, the only person on screen who gets murdered unceremoniously. I didn't remember who Roland was. Holy fuck. Like, right, they, they don't tell you, like, if you don't look at the IMDb and you don't rewatch this movie, they don't really give you his name prior to this, but he's dead. Like, a murder. Um, one more point. Uh, it is worth noting that there are a few deleted scenes that have take place right here that kind of pad this area out, uh, including establishing a love interest between Roland and Pluto's mother, which would maybe explain how they know each other. Um, and also there's one where Roland visits the FBI and is like asking them for questions about or, uh, information about Rex Crater. Uh, there's also several deleted scenes involving uh, uh, Joe Pantoliano and the albino guy where they are threatening some guy behind the bar at Pluto Nash's bar called Benny, who for some reason has the ability to sign over the deed to Pluto's club to them and is pro promptly put into a pneumatic tube trash chute, a la Futurama, that sucks him right. outside the moon base where he, of course, explodes in a giant fireball. What? <laughs> um, now this lights a fire under Pluto Nash, right? He's like... She's like, get off the moon, Pluto. He's like, I got some unfinished business. And this is when they rally to confront Rex Crater uh, at his uh, place of business. I think it was a hotel or whatever, right? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> so if you're familiar with the beats of this movie, uh, now it means now it's time for another drawn-out hokey action sequence with our trusty hoppity-boppity score. Uh uh, oh, I, I had a note, I guess, here. And sorry, if I'm hogging the mic, you know, let me know if you much. No, 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 no. You've done, you've done uh, some great research. Uh, 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 I made a note where it's like when, when they're driving away and the side mirror of the car gets hit by a laser, it sounds like there's a Howard Dean scream in there. Oh. Um, but I verified later that this would have been impossible because the Howard Dean scream happened in 2004, well mm -hmm. after the movie. So again, you know, is, is this another part where they're kind of showing us, you know, what's going to happen in the future? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I would say that we are in uh, yet again another chase scene, and now uh, a car chase scene in impossibly tight quarters. And this is a huge pet peeve of mine in movie chase scenes. It's like you're going stupid fast. And there are pillars and shit in a tunnel, like very narrow. But they're not looking at the road. They're always like looking back at each other, not watching the road and shooting. And sh you would have crashed. You would have crashed instantly. Uh, <laughs> come on. This is true. Fuck. <clears throat> um, and so finally, after they've been saying throughout the whole movie, calling Pluto Nash a real hopper, you know, like what, what, what are they saying? What the fuck are they saying? What does that mean? Real? Because it sounds like they're saying real hopping because those are actual words. Yeah, uh, right, right. But no, I, 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 and I am, I'm going to say I am disgusted by how much work I had to do to find out what they were actually saying. Uh, and it's because it is literally one of the only components and ways that people describe Pluto throughout the whole movie is a real hopper. And we just learned what that means about an hour in. So uh, uh, I will say, real hopping is to Pluto Nash what Jellicle is to cats. <laughs> they say it throughout the whole movie, and no one's really sure what it means. Um, <laughs> but what it, what it actually means is R-I-L-L-E, 
rill. Now, a rill is the technical term for a canyon on the moon, essentially. You yeah, so should have said canyon hopper or something, but no, he, he hops them. He's, he's real hopping. It's totally a thing, okay, guys? He's real hopping. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. That's Thank you for bringing that up and, like, looking into it. I wouldn't have... I, I just really, like, shrugged it off and didn't think at all about it, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, just, I, yeah. this is the most I've thought about it. Uh, yeah, no, I had to know. I was like, what are they saying? <laughs> I had to, like, look up yeah, the yeah. script. I had to find quotes from the movie, and I was like, oh, okay. And, and, and so... Thankfully, I've done all the homework for everyone. Um, and that's the rule. Uh, that's the rule. Oh, that's the rule? That's the rule. Uh, so they almost so, they, they almost die here, and uh, yes. somehow they get out of the, the, the car, right? Or the car's fucked, so they get out. Yeah. Right. They, they do the rail hopping, uh, which, unsurprisingly, damages the fuck out of the car. So they got to get in their spacesuits and get out and walk across the barren surface of the moon where they almost die. Run out of oxygen. Uh, yeah. And I would say that, uh, uh, like, Bruno carrying their dead bodies over the horizon until he himself runs out of power and dies. Like, it would have been so funny if the movie had just ended right there. Right. Like, loved it. that would have been <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um, that actually um, would save the unfortunately, movie. Unfortunately... We're not. We don't. We are not so lucky. No, no. They are. They are uh, saved by Felix Laranga, played by Luis who is somehow power. So somehow a huge fan of Pluto because everyone who meets him is, and like I guess like he's a smuggler, so he's like a legendary smuggler. Like I don't know. They're like smuggler trading cards. Like why are other smugglers <laughs> like idolizing other smugglers? Shouldn't you be like you son of a bitch? You took you took my business. You want to like, keep that right? Right. You want to keep down the DL maybe. Uh, yeah. Felix yeah, Laranga no is the best character in the whole movie. Um, he's sitting there rocking out to some some Puerto Rican music. He's it, it seems implied that he drove to the moon from Puerto Rico because he says he's <laughs> I just got some stuff in the back of my truck. Uh, I was coming here from Port like yeah, he's smuggling from Puerto Rico. I don't know unless there's a space Puerto Rico. Um, but you know it's good to see Luis Guzman. Um, he pops up in complete shit all the fucking time, and uh, you know I respect that. I guess <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I mean, I would say uh, like my note was a. When he pops up, he is, again, in another fre uh, breath of fresh air, uh, which I would say this is the second time that I breathed while watching this entire movie. Um, but, uh, you know, the golden rule of cinema is no likable characters, right? So before too long, it doesn't take too long for Felix Laranga to prove himself to also be a gigantic creepo. Yay. Because we can't have any likable characters here, guys. No. We just can't. Why would no one can be more likable than Pluto, and Pluto's not likable, so no one gets to be likable. That's just the math. The math you got to do when you write in a movie. Okay. I actually think in the trailer, they have a cut of everyone in the movie saying Pluto's name, um, and they definitely include uh, Felix. Pluto, Pluto, Nash. Pluto, Nash. Pluto, Pluto Nash! Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> they do. Um, I would say that they jumpstart the robot by clamping his penis, which is a stub of metal. Oh, God fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> Very classy. Um... So, uh, again, our, our brief moment of conflict when they're, they're actually facing a conflict, or they might die on the surface of the moon, is immediately extinguished by being saved by Felix Laranga, who gives them a ride to the... Uh, uh, the Lunar Hotel. Lunar Hotel. Okay. Yeah. Twitch the one Lunar Hotel. Very lazy fucking 
writing yes. names. Pluto yeah. sleep is wow. like like like. It gets all weird about giving um, Felix an autograph. Like, why are you gonna be stingy on yeah, that, dude? He saved what? your fucking life. Who cares? Yeah. So they, they, it is rumored that Rex, the the fabled mysterious Rex Crater, is in the penthouse suite of the Lunar Hotel. Um, here's the part that doesn't make sense to me. I would argue that the Lunar Hotel is a casino. It is. I mean, like, there's gambling. There's a craps table. It's a casino. So what is? So the whole setup for the movie is we need to take over Pluto's club so we can turn it into a casino because we want to have casinos on the moon. Meanwhile, the hotel is a casino. So I don't understand what. Yeah, I don't what's know. What's the problem? Man. It, you it's, know, it's uh, whatever. It's uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Um, it, you know, it's kind of like okay, weren't they just trying to escape the moon? Now they're coming back into the city to not escape the moon. Did they just do a big fucking circle? Know. Like, what happened yes. here? Yes. Yes. They, they did. Well, they well, did. well, they well don't, it's not exactly a circle because they were never at the hotel before. Yeah. But, but it's just, it's like a U shape, basically. Yeah. They, they did uh, not go far. So, yeah, they, they get there and it's rumored that Rex Crater, he has a penthouse suite and, like, they basically spend the next ten minutes figuring out how to get into his penthouse suite and uh, Pluto sees an ad for Tony Francis's lounge act and he's like, I know a guy. And then we get to listen to Jay Moore sing an entire Frank Sinatra song. Fly me to the moon. And then yeah. he, yeah, right. and then he meets It's really fun. No, it's so clever because that song's about the moon. What? Oh! What? It's about the moon? I fucking love oh, that type of shit, dude. And the, and the, and the movie's yeah. on, and the movie's on the moon. And the movie's on the moon. The language of cinema <laughs> is a beautiful one. And if you look closely, the front on the people on the front row are all eating moon pies. Ooh. Are they really? <laughs> uh, no. And everybody's uh, wearing <laughs> moon shoes, which you might remember from infomercials during '90s Nickelodeon, which only kind of worked. And to point out another inconsistency in this movie, um, you know, earlier in the disgusting, greasy body swapping shop. It, it kind of it gives you, okay, here's the technology they have to disguise their appearance. When they go into the casino, they're in some fucking awful disguises. Yeah, they It's are. basically just like stupid wig, slightly different clothes, faces completely exposed. It's just like, what happened to the technology? Or, oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was just a gag, a sight gag. Just Ugh. a sight gag from before. Yeah. Let's not keep things consistent in our own movie. So, to keep score... Nasty nightclub, nasty motel, pool hall, motel again, hot wear a car, smuggled goods cachet, desolate moonscape, casino hotel. Woo! This is a real rip roaring adventure with Pluto Nash. Again, really didn't need to be on the moon. Did not need to be no. on the moon at all. Like they do a little thing in zero gravity, like by the pent, not the penthouse, like his clubhouse, his hideaway, and like that's the only situation which could only take place on the moon. Otherwise, it was completely irrelevant. Uh, right. Uh, uh, right. So, so, uh, so Pluto Nash is trying to get up to the penthouse, which apparently there's no way to get up there. He's he's now in Tony Tony Francis's room, where we get to meet Tony's clone wives, who are clones of his one wife, the same. And he's like, which one's the first one? He's like, who cares? And it's like, <sighs> great, another unlikable character attribute. Um, I met the perfect woman, so I, I had a clone. It's like, is there... Yeah. My question is, I don't think the original is alive. I think those are both the clones. It, it very well could be. Yeah. He's probably, you know, fucking snuffing out his fucking... And I will say, uh, Pluto Nash had absolutely no problem launching Tony Francis's career 
at all. And yet he refuses to do the same for Dina Lake. One might ask, why? Yeah, I can think of uh, a few reasons why. (laughs) I can think of one huge reason. One huge reason. It has to do with misogyny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But okay, so I guess slightly prior to this, they're watching Tony Francis's uh, concert. They're, they're now, this is continuing the entire motif of the movie where now we're in another chase scene. So, uh, oh, because because at the craps table, Felix is like, Oh, Pluto Nash, my man, my man Pluto Nash. He's right there. He's, he's standing right there, Pluto Nash. Like, and then, of course, the bodyguards are like, Hey, that's Pluto Nash. And, oh, chasing, fleeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pluto and, and Dina are, are sitting on the front row. And so uh, this is the only, like, I wouldn't call it romance point in the movie but now to, to distract them Pluto is sucking face on on Dina while they're trying to hide from the people chasing him and and probably the worst part about this is like when the kiss is over it's like she likes it it's just it's really gross it's just like a, it's a it makes me feel like slimy to, to watch yeah yeah it's bad ugh. 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 Uh, um, and I, I think that's yeah because the, the, there's been no connection or bond formed between these two uh, throughout the movie, um, uh, so that's the only right, way they can right. get him. To, that's the only way they can get him to kiss. <laughs> and, and, cool. and, and, okay, so now we're <laughs> exactly right, right. No, there's no, there's no chemistry. There's nothing. Uh, uh, and then right back to okay. Now we're in the room with Tony Francis and his clone wives. Again, very uncomfortable. I ask this question: If this is what every man is like. Who on earth would want to be a woman on the moon? I ask this question. <laughs> please now, write in uh, your answers. I <laughs> love please. to know because it's a good point. <laughs> um, now this whole scene, and there's also a whole little subroutine plot here where Bruno, he rips the arm off a slot machine, which I guess in robot terms would be a form of violent assault. He is taken in. Anyway, all of this is completely moot because uh, 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 Pluto Nash and Tony Francis are, are they're in the elevator, and he's like, "Yeah, you just jump across," and and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm not gonna fucking do that." Uh, and they they get uh, immediately uh, abducted now by the guys who are after Pluto Nash, and they bring him up to the penthouse. I actually really like that scene uh, with the elevator shaft. Just like, nah, uh, you just gotta grab one of the wires. Repel down. Like, Those are hot wires, Tony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, you nah. Grab the not hot ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If I, if I hadn't spent the entire point up, entire movie up until this point, like feeling incredibly unsatisfied and yeah. not funny, it, it, it probably could have worked because uh, uh, Eddie Murphy has a beat there. He's like, What's plan B? You know, it's kind of like, all right. Yes, like, yeah. Like, no, there's some, like, comedic timing in play, which has not been evident in the rest of the film. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, so, uh, here uh, we get the big reveal, big dun, reveal dun, dun, dun. that Rex Crater is not uh, Alec Baldwin, but, in fact, a clone of Pluto Nash. Um, wow. I would say, if this movie hadn't been so horribly overcooked and overwritten by this point, this actually might have been a decent reveal. Uh, it it really actually does explain most of the choices in the plot, the chase scenes. You know, they even say, "Don't you wonder why I knew exactly where to find you every time?" Um, um, you know, it, 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 like I said, it's again, but it's almost in itself. It's kind of similar to the way that the movie 
talks about things that happened in the past, it's like you have to only you can only appreciate this reveal it retrospectively. Mm -hmm. Like you have to be able to think back on, oh, this is what happened in the movie. And it, it begs the question, like, do we even care? At no. This point. Do, no, do we, really we do care? not. No, we absolutely do not. It's just them fucking. They can't stray away from putting more than one Eddie Murphy in a fucking 2000 era <laughs> Eddie Murphy comedy. Like, fuck oh, it's this. It's so true. Oh, and, and uh, what? He's in the fucking same rental tux that Pluto just got? Well, I guess that's answered by right. the fact that they share memories or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, Desmond. That's a reasonable gripe. <laughs> like. So even if you share memories with someone, him like getting the same tux of you at the exact same time, like that's it's just so they can do the stupid thing which they do do whenever there's a body swap or a clone thing where they get in a fight and then the thing that identifies them as the good one or the bad one gets torn away and then they have to be like the gun gets kicked to third party and they have to be like oh no which one is the real one. Like they, that was that's the only reason it's there. It's just so they can fucking do it, and you know it's gonna fucking happen because it always fucking happens. Yeah. And spoilers, it fucking happens. Right. Uh, I would say if you want a good, uh, want to watch a good realization of this kind of clone concept, uh, watch The Sixth Day. Um, there's actually I like some that really, movie. <laughs> yeah, there's some really good, really gross clone makeup in that one, and they kind of go into the paradoxes and the overlaps of the whole complexities of, of making a clone of someone and it kind of rules um i would check out that one well before you decide to watch yeah, this yeah. i would it's also uh, yeah sorry go ahead desmond no 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 you you i was gonna say i would also recommend moon which handles these ideas very well as well Ooh, um, just oh, watch oh, that it was on one. it was on one of the streaming services recently yeah, and it's i, fun, I great. sat down and watched it i like it a lot yeah yeah um, unfortunately uh, features kevin spacey but no oh he's no robot yeah. yeah it's fine yeah. you can ignore it uh, That's right, packs. mother. Uh, and his proto Salone is worth the trip. Yeah, uh, fucking K packs. Yes. They, they explain, they explain that they were able to clone Pluto Nash from his appendix uh, that he had taken out like prior to him getting out of jail or something. I don't know. It's, I, I would say that this. Uh, here's another pet peeve I have about uh, movies and about cloning in movies. How in the fuck is he the same age as the person that they're a clone of? Okay, uh, the clones. A, a, a clone means that you have the same DNA. It does not mean that you are the same age necessarily. Um, right. That'd be I'd like say a that the replicant. technical term. Yes, a technical term would be a replicant, a synthetic double, or a robotoid. I'm just saying, <laughs> they specifically call it a clone, which it's not. Um, yeah. So but of course. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, no, no. Oh, I was gonna just. I was gonna move on. So yeah, that. Yeah. What else on cloning? Well, no. I, uh, yeah. Not nothing else to go of other than we have a never-ending clone switcheroo fight. Yeah. Like, obviously. Ooh. Obviously, they've got a fight, and it begs the question: like, it. is clone Pluto any less deserving of life than regular Pluto? <laughs> like, I mean, clone Pluto like killed Roland, but I mean, do we care about Roland? I don't know. It's t fucking sounds like a dirty dirtbag cop to me. Pluto's Fuck probably right. fucking killed some dudes. Like, I, I'm sorry, he was like a smuggler and he went to jail. He's probably off the dude. Well, right, exactly. No, like we're we're no given no reason to like Pluto over Rex Crater. So, also, the whole idea is that the, it, here's where it doesn't really make sense. The mob needed a guy that looked like Pluto Nash to take over Pluto Nash's club. Like anybody would give a shit. The way the mob would do it is they would fucking kill the guy and then. Just buy the club outright. Like, like yeah. you don't, there's no need to, to make a clone of someone and just so you could take the club from them. It's like, 
very convoluted setup. It's like, it really, under a microscope, it does not hold up at yeah, all. Yeah, because like Pam Greer would keep running the club when she like got it, you know, when he died. Like she'd take the money and run. Like it doesn't matter to her. Probably would only bring pain thinking about her son. Yes, and, and, and just like the rest of this movie, the, 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 the action sequence just don't fucking end. Uh, the fight is not over when it's over. There's two false endings uh, where the clone Rex Crater is, is shot down or knocked down or knocked out or whatever, and turns out he's not really. He's wearing a bulletproof vest or whatever uh, until he is finally thrown off the edge and killed in a what I call Joker death scene oh, where yeah. he falls from a great height onto the craps table. Fun! Hilarious F- movie for children. That was a man who died on impact. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> funny yeah. about this. Yeah, no. No, uh, although you wouldn't be able to tell one lady's expression than the extras. She's just fucking smiling about <laughs> it, which is kind of funny right at this edge of the table. But uh, uh, I, w- I did make a point that it's like, wait a minute, Luis Guzman was just right there. Like, they don't show him, but if he was still at the craps table, for all he knows, that was Pluto yeah. Nash, his yeah. hero, who just died right the fuck in front of him. I mean, yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe he should have been there, and he could have had like a f- reaction to it that would have been like maybe somewhat funny because the audience has information he doesn't have. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so coming full circle, the movie uh, it ends e- exactly where it started, with nothing really accomplished. Exquisitely shitty '90s R&B club scene back at Pluto's Club. I guess now with the difference being Dinah Lake is now the one singing the very shitty 90s club it's techno music. It's such song. a bad song. It's real fucking bad. It's real, real, uh, real bad. Yeah, it's like middle school dance music. No, hey, hey, don't you disrespect our middle school right, dances. Everything is all right. Everything is hot. We gonna get it cranked up. Yeah, it's... it's no, no don't, do not disrespect our middle school dances uh, comparing it to this music. I would rather listen to TLC or Nelly or Blink-182 or whatever. You're right. Those are real. This is like the, the, compared this to is this. the crappy, you know, off, like, name, like, store name brand flat soda version oh, yeah. of, of what you would we would have gotten in a middle school dance. Oh, man. It, I it worked like a shoe st- Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go. Okay, I was going to say, it feels like a song you buy from a library to put in the background of your YouTube video. Absolutely. I worked at a shoe <laughs> store when I was in high school, and, like, I wish I would have stolen the CD, but it was, like, our, our, the store CD was just a bunch of, yeah, like, no-name brand fucking music. I don't know who anyone uh, was on it. Uh, I really would love to listen to some of that now. It was <laughs> bad. Uh, yeah, you know, so, so we're in this, we're, we're in the club scene. And we go around, we have a little wrap-up scene with all the characters uh, who we don't miss at all. We just literally saw all of them. So we haven't had no time to go from, oh, yeah, that character. I miss seeing them. We literally just had a scene with all of them. In yeah. It. So now we're having another scene with all of them in it as if it's supposed to be like, see, we're, we're wrapping it up. It's like know? the ending of Pee-wee's Big Adventure where it's like, look at all the fun people we met along the way. Aren't we all best friends now? God bless Pluto Nash. <laughs> Basically, uh, uh, so, uh, oh, and also it has Bruno, uh, 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 Pluto promotes Bruno. Wow, it just occurred to me. Pluto Bruno. What the fuck? Uh, Pluto promotes Bruno. Bruno. Bruno Nash. Bruno. Bruno. Bruno and Bruno. Bruno Nash. Bruno and See, that would have been a better name for him. He did go to jail. He probably knows how to make Bruno. Uh, uh. 
He, 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 he not, oh, no robot's ever been a manager before, which I will say, I, I forgot to mention this earlier, what differentiates Bruno as a robot is there's this vocal affect that they, like a, a pros, uh, an audio processing thing they do with him. He's like, mm -hmm. like it's supposed to be a robot thing to make you know he's a robot. It's awful. Um, it's really, it's just annoying. Yeah, it's uh, really fucking bad. And in and, 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 and finality, uh, we get a, a, a nice freeze frame of Pluto Nash smoking a cigar. <laughs> just puffing a cigar, freeze frame, cross dissolve to a picture of the moon. Woo, the end. The end. Finally, the credits roll. Uh, uh, and then there's a song. The chorus of the song that plays over the credits is... Ain't no need for that, which I would concur with wholeheartedly. <laughs> there is no need for any of that. No, uh, absolutely at all. not. Yeah, this uh, was um, this was an endeavor. Um, it it was hard to get through. Like we've definitely, like Desmond said, we've definitely yeah. seen worse films. Like I would rather watch this than Howard the Duck, for sure. Um. I don't know. I kind of put them on the same. Ooh, yeah, yeah. They, they are it's, it's, very it's similar. Very, uh, it, have we seen way worse films? We, we have for enough um, of the podcast. It, we've done a lot of episodes at this point. It's hard to really like think of it in the heat know, of the man. moment. What? But but uh, it's well, it's not. I mean, obviously, we're not doing this for a garbage mountain. But it, it, I would say it's a garbage fountain. Yeah, it's it's borderline. Um, it's the it is the fountain outside the garbage mountain. It is outside the gates, but you can see garbage mountain from where you drink. Yeah, it's 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 like. The first time I watched it, I was viscerally offended by <laughs> all the misogyny and everything. I was, I was actually quite disgusted. Uh, obviously, that, that it wears off a little bit in the subsequent viewings, should anybody uh, be unfortunate to subject themselves to something like that. Speaking of the misogyny, I'm, 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 I, one thing I'm very surprised this movie didn't stray into... Um, Doing like, there's no like aliens in this world. You really, really thought they'd right. paint, paint yeah. some supermodels green and give them a third boob. And whoa, watch out, boys! Like some bullshit like that. I don't know. No. Uh, yeah, they do nothing. No, they Absolutely. don't do anything. Nothing. Like that. They, 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 they. That's the problem. Is they, they overpromise and underdeliver at every single fucking point in this movie. Like a big space adventure with a budget of a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And you don't even have one fucking like creature in it the closest we get is randy quaid <laughs> come on oh, come on that sucks that just that just sucks and and you know you can tell eddie murphy understands this he's a, a, a lifeless husk throughout this entire movie uh obviously he's the problem is is that he himself as a person justifiably maybe is obviously incredibly embarrassed by having to do this. The, the problem is, is that as an actor, you, we're not supposed to know that as the audience watching him. We're not supposed to be able to see on his face the visible disappointment and embarrassment for taking part in this, this piece of trash. We're not supposed to know that, but, but we are on that page with him the whole way through. Jesus Christ. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, costs only 40 million more than Pluto Nash. Oh my God. Like, which is like oh. nothing in like movie pr budget. You know, I don't know. That's just funny to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, look, none of us recommend this movie, right? No. One. No. Uh, no. I recommend it if you want. Like, if you want to really get into it, like pair this up with like Love Guru or Cat in the Ugh. Hat, and Ugh. like and like Master of Disguise. Like, like just like if you want a sad night of seeing how far funny people have fallen. Mm. Um, you know, pair it up with some of those. Uh, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. 
uh, don't mess with the Zohan. Yeah, right. That's uh, more on point. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, dirty work wow, you can throw in there too. Yeah. Oh, I love dirty. Work. <laughs> I, I was just trying Scott. to. I was trying to get uh, a rise out of you. You didn't. You didn't take the bait. Uh, no. I mean, I understand why people might not like dirty work. No. But, uh, dirty work is not one, anywhere one near as bad as this. Dirty work oh, sucks. Dirty work's oh, no. much better than this. Kind of charms me though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I'll, I'll rewatch Dirty Work. At I least... have watched Pluto Nash now um, four too many times. Yeah. Uh, Look, Dirty, Dirty Work has Chris Farley. This has nothing. This, well, this movie has a lot of actors in it. No, but, but Chris so Farley, none of them are working. Yeah, no, Chris Farley can take anything and make it kind of funny because he was that funny of a comedian. This has nothing. Right. This exactly. This, this has nothing but like sad Eddie Murphy, which is just like, ah, yeah, it's yeah. sad. It's yeah. just a, overwhelmingly like the movie feels like a void. You know, it feels like an empty space where a movie should be, uh, where there is no movie to be found, really. Uh, just a series of events that happen, sleaze and chase and sleaze and chase. Um, it, it, this didn't, it shouldn't have been a movie. It should have been instructions on the back of a shampoo bottle. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man, I'm so, not using that shampoo. Zero recommendations all around. Uh, you know, just, you know, find solace in the fact that Eddie Murphy bounced back with the likes of Daddy Daycare and Norbit later. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Both uh, venerable uh, classics in the comedy movie world. But um, wait, when was Dreamgirls? Uh, two thousand four. Okay, five. So he did like one decent thing in between all that crap. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, uh, never mind. Uh, anyway. Well, so if this is any a uh, 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 comparison to our previous episode on Pulp Fiction, um, we are in for what may be our longest episode yet again. <laughs> uh, we just spent an hour and a half. <laughs> Going over the uh, uh, the intricacies in the plot to the many pitfalls of Pluto Nash. We can't keep um, getting away with this. <laughs> Get over that asshole, Mr. Nash. <laughs> uh, but, but that means that it's a very special time uh, in our show, prequel, sequel, remake, where we have finished our recap of the movie in all of its disgusting detail. Now it is time for the meat and the potatoes and the green beans and the dessert of this movie, which is the prequels, the sequels, and the remakes. We'll be right back. Be there. New from Hasbro Toys, it's the Pluto Nash action playset. You've seen the movie. Now get the toys. You can play as the real hopping smuggler himself, Pluto Nash, in his classic spacesuit he wears at some point in the movie. <laughs> his gaunt, vacant expression bears little resemblance to the Eddie Murphy we all know and love. Just like in the movie! Push Pluto's chest to hear quotes from the movie. It's not going at all. It's not going at all. It's not going at all. <laughs> Quadruple your fun with all your favorite officially licensed characters from what is sure to be a beloved movie series. Push the lever on Bruno's back to swing his action arm down against some ass cheeks. Hey, that was uncalled for. Wait some tables with the obligatorily included female toy Dinah Lake. Or wow the crowds with your best Frank Sinatra impression on stage with Tony Francis. Hey, baby, come wait tables at my house with my clone wives. Fuck off, moon man. Beep, beep, it's Felix Naranga in his classic moon RV. Big enough to completely jam all your figures into it floor to ceiling. <laughs> Plot your assassination attempts as the evil Rex Crater, whose figure is exactly the same as Pluto Nash except in a tuxedo. It looks the same as the Pluto figure. 
We've also taken great creative liberty, included a bunch of cool, wacky alien characters that were never in the movie because toy lines. Eat your heart out, George Lucas. <laughs> and for those of you who prefer a Stretch Armstrong type toy, don't miss out on all the good corn syrup filled action of Pluto and Dinah body morphing dolls. Now that's what I call an ass resculpting! If you're a fan of stumpily walking the unmoving plastic legs of action figures around on different levels of a playset, be sure to buy Pluto's Hideout playset, complete with different levels you can walk your action figures around on. But watch out, there might just be a trap door or two. Take that, Rex Crater! I'm not Rex Crater, I'm Pluto Nash! Nuh-uh, I'm Pluto! <laughs> oh, kids. Go big or go home with your very own huge moon base that cracks open to reveal a seedy interior playset, which looks suspiciously almost exactly like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Technodome playset. <laughs> Jam shredded cheese into the accelerator and push down to watch grease squeeze out of every surface of the club. Ew! Gross! If your mom and dad don't buy this for you, they probably don't love you. Batteries not included. Battery acid included. Cheese also included. It's the adventures of Pluto Nash. What's up, ladies? Hey. Mm. My swimming buddy. Then Cronin thought he had it all. Scouts are coming next week. It might actually happen, huh? Yeah, we're swimming. Good friends. Oh, I just remember why we broke up, Josh. But you couldn't handle me in bed, or...? <laughs> and a bright future. <laughs> so, Madison Bell. Dude, she is so smoking hot. You know I'm playing on here in that little southern accent when she moans my name. I can't get this stupid thing open. Do you think you could...? Take a look, yeah. What's the letter for, Ben Cronin? The letter is for swimming. Are you good? I'm okay, yeah. But he never imagined... What are you doing here for swimming? One moment... It's okay, I want you to change everything. Come on! Oh, honey, bye. Surprise. It's so great to finally meet your mother. Finally, you just met me. You want to pretend like it never happened? I have a girlfriend. Don't worry about me. I got somebody waiting for me in New York. You have 81 new emails. Picture received. Gotcha. Hey. Hey. This is my boyfriend, Ben Cronin. Amy just can't stop talking about her perfect boyfriend, even when I beg her to stop. <laughs> I know what you're doing. No emails, no visits, nothing. I'm with Amy. Ben, get back here! You tested positive steroids. I don't take steroids. Clean out your locker, you're off the team. She did it, I know she did. You're crazy, man. You're losing her. Don't worry about me, I got somebody waiting for me in New York. She killed him. When I was with him, I pretended he was you. Hey, I'm Steve Harvey. You probably know me as Game Show host. Paramedics just brought Amy in. She okay? Amy, where is she? She's not good enough for you. Swim fan. I'm starting to think you don't appreciate me. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Groovy! Welcome back after our short commercial break, I guess. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, and we are, let's just not waste any time, dive headlong into our Pluto, The Adventures of Pluto Nash prequel, written this week by Peter Hunter. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm going to do the thing I do sometimes where I'm going to get into the title and the director and such um, in the middle of all the action. So we're just going to dive right in, everybody. You ready? 
Uh, I'm ready. I I have my appropriate uh, space seat seat belt buckled. Okay, good. Uh, Desmond, are you? Are you oh, I'm ready. ready. I'm good to go. Okay. Okay, good. All right. Well, let's dive in to the prequel. <clears throat> it's an absolutely normal day in Middle America in the future. And when I say future, I want you to imagine you could get a weekend trip to the moon for like 300 bucks. That's not even space bucks. That's earth bucks. That level of future. Jay Moore himself and his son, no more, Miles Teller, are enjoying a perfectly uneventful day in their standard upper middle class home, complete with quirky furniture like a couch made out of the back half of a classic muscle car and a mirror held by a statue of a Greek god. Jay has had a long day at the music factory, harvesting notes from the deep canals of reeds in the ionosphere, while Noah is struggling to really find himself in this new future world. He doesn't have any direction in life. In the midst of this perfectly average day, a totally uneventful start for the film in retrospect, a yellow, maybe even goofy dog emerges from out of the woods and gazes upon the Moore household with vicious intent. Viciously helpful intent, that is. <laughs> He wanders into the homestead completely unlike any animal from the street that would balk at any possible human presence. Instead, it makes himself at home. It knocks over bits of furniture and licks things that any self-respecting dog would not lick. <laughs> Electrical outlets? Like, seven or eight of them. Licked right up. This definitely isn't a street pooch. Suddenly a neighborhood kid, played by Haley Joel Osment, aged 28, wanders into the home. He makes quickly for the cabinets looking for any carbohydrate-dense substance he can suss up. The dog purses his nose up and makes his way over. Haley drops the food items he's gathered in shock. Oh, hey boy, I didn't see you there. You hungry, boy? The dog licks its lips and locks eyes with Haley. Hey, that's okay. I'm hungry too. Haley cracks open a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli and tips it onto the tile floor for the dog. Us hungry folks, we have to stick together. The dog laps up the pile of tomato cheese and what can only vaguely be described as dough with utter delight. It's not every day a dog gets Italian food. Yeah, you're a good boy. What's your name? Hey, Haley. I'm a talking dog. Uh. Said the disembodied voice of Eric Roberts himself. <laughs> you're a talking dog? Yeah, I'm a talking dog, but I can only talk to each person once. <laughs> you're oh, a, wow. a talking dog, but only once? Yeah, now listen closely, Haley. I need you to go to the moon. The moon? Yeah, Haley. But I don't have the money to go to the moon. That's okay, Haley. The dog approaches him in Locke's eyes. I have you covered. Haley can't break his gaze from the dogs. He tries to look away, but all the strength in his limbs escapes him. All the world is only the deep black pupils of this yellow, orangish dog. Suddenly his body starts to flake away. He feels nothing. He only knows a sensation of acceptance that permeates his entire being. In only a few moments, he's gone as soon as he appeared in the home. The dog finishes licking up the pile of marinara and ravioli, circles around, and contorts his body in the shape of a croissant and takes a nap. Cue title card. A Talking Nash? Directed by... Jesus oh. fucking Christ. <laughs> what the fuck is a Talking Nash? <laughs> Directed by Mary Crawford. Produced by the finest Chardonnay available for under $10. Tagline one, I've got my moon shoes on. <laughs> Tagline two, <laughs> 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 
Tagline three. Eddie Murphy could not be reached for comment. <laughs> Jay slouches on the race car couch while No enters the living room. Hey, is that a dog? Says No. What? Replies his father. Camera awkwardly pans to the dog, still napping on the kitchen floor. Oh, I did see a dog right there. What? How'd a dog get in there? I don't know, but can we keep it? Well, I don't know about a dog. No walks over to the dog and checks his collar. Huh. It says its name is Pluto. What? A dog? <laughs> Come on, Dad. Well, I guess it's okay. <laughs> Cut to several awkward scenes of Pluto the dog walking around the house while sort of whimsical, sort of infuriating music plays in the background. Look, he just rolled over and exposed his belly for pets. What a lovable scamp. Aww. That night, Noah is typing away on his future computer for future school. Noah isn't sure where he wants to go in life, so he takes off his shirt and continues typing for a while. Just teenager stuff, I guess. Pluto wanders in as dogs often do. Man, I'm just not sure. Should I go to this liberal art school or go to Moon College? I've always wanted to follow my dreams of being a sky painter, but Moon University has the best law program on the moon. You should go to the moon. What? Listen, no. You should go to the moon. Did you just talk? Look, I'm a talking dog, but I can only talk to each human once. You, you can talk, but only once? <laughs> yes, and I'm telling you, you should go to the moon. No is unable to respond since he is in utter disbelief that Pluto is talking to him. I don't have a lot of time left, so I just want to be clear. You'll be a lot happier on the moon. Sky painting is nice, but a good law degree will set you up for life. You know what, Pluto? You're right! For some reason, he takes the dog's advice right away, despite the fact that he is a dog. A talking dog. Good. All according to plan. What was that? No turns around, but the talking has stopped. Pluto gingerly licks his butthole as a mechanism to stimulate his rectum. Ugh. He hasn't pooped in a while, and it was probably the ravioli. Ugh. Dogs shouldn't eat dairy, no matter how adorable it is. Oh, boy. <laughs> the next... <laughs> the next day, Jay Moore is beat from his... <laughs> the next day... <laughs> The next day, Jay Moore is beat from his long day harvesting music. He always wanted to make music, but he never wanted to physically extract it. You're just calling him Jay Moore? <laughs> more, 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 more. Look, it all gets explained, I swear. It all ties in. I like how in the Moon University, we would just, it technically be called Moon U, which is basically what Pluto Nash does to the audience. Oh my god, uh, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, but like, uh. it's not just a moon, it's like a moon where your fucking nutsack isn't, like, visible. It's, it's, oh, it's yeah, even but, worse. Just, yeah. yeah exactly. Sidebar, I would say, at least to Pluto Nash's credit, there's no, like, fecal humor. Uh, the bathroom in the beginning. Oh. Yes, yeah, it is disgusting. Although it's, they're, 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 but there's no like blowing ass fucking fart scene where Eddie Murphy's like, ugh, you know. Like, it's true, <laughs> and they could have done it very easily. <laughs> very easily, uh, Peter. All right, um, yeah. So, guys, back to Jay Moore. He's a long day harvesting music at the 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 reed factory in the ionosphere. Okay, guys, it's very important. Okay. Um, <clears throat> he always wanted to make music, but he never wanted to physically extract it. Still. It didn't feel bad to be in the business, as it were. Jay starts slicing some future bread topped with rich future peanut butter and tart future jelly. 
Pluto appears and assumes a normal begging stance as the situation calls for. Huh, I bet you want some of the sandwich. No, I want you to follow your dreams. What? Listen, Jay, I want you to go to the moon. You're talking? Yes, human. I'm a talking dog, but I can only talk to each human once. Wait, so is that like a single conversation or just a single statement? It's honestly unclear, but I'm still mm. talking, so you should start listening. You should go to the moon and follow your dream. Look, Pluto. Jay Moore says, conversing with the dog as if it's a person capable of understanding human body language, tonality, and idioms. Maybe when you're a dog, you can just follow your dreams. But I have to earn a living to support my son. And there's just no money in the accordion songster game. Maybe not on Earth, but on the moon, the game has changed. Maybe you could open a bar and host open mic nights. That way, you could still earn a living and you could follow your dreams. You know, for a dog, you sure know a lot about moon infrastructure. <laughs> I'm not just a dog. I'm a talking dog. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll do it. Good. Now my plan has come to fruition. What was that? Jay turns around to find Pluto aimlessly chasing his tail. Seriously, what a scamp. The next day, the whole Moore family has packed up their belongings and, of course, the dog riding for the journey to the moon. They take a first-class flight and stare at all the wonderful sights along the way, like the endless void of space, eternal darkness, long-forgotten space degree, and the third Death Star. The in-flight movie was The Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, and will count for Eddie Murphy's credit in this film. <laughs> Archival footage credit. <laughs> After getting settled in at their new moon apartment, No takes Pluto for a walk. Uh moonwalk that is uh, I was also I'll applaud Pluto Nash for not making that joke because they could have fuck uh, they could, hey you know the clo uh. actually I uh, there's not a lot to commend the movie <laughs> on but like that you would have thought Eddie Murphy would have done that actually the closest uh, Michael Jackson was with that Air Jordan's joke yeah yeah, yeah 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 to think Pluto none of this would have happened if you didn't wander into our lives Funny how that is, thought Pluto. As they round a corner, Pluto appears behind No and strikes him with a dog-sized blackjack, knocking him out instantly. He darts blocks away from his master. The time to act was now. At a nearby gentleman's club, a drunkard named Rick Dashing, played by Eddie Murphy's body double, stumbles out into the street. He was approximately six foot tall and, as the name implied, quite dashing. He had had a few too many for any point in the day, but especially too much for 11 a.m. Pluto examines Rick from a nearby alley. He takes in his full form and has decided he's found his mark. Hey, buddy, says Pluto. What? Who said that? I did. Pluto saunters from the alley and plants himself in front of Rick. You're a talking dog? Yes, I'm a talking dog, but I can only talk to each human once. What the fuck? Why are you talking to me? Listen, I need something from you. What can you want with me, dog? I need you to look right into my eyes and go to the moon. But I'm on the moon. Are you, Rick? Are you? Rick has the words, but he can no longer speak them. His mind is fully entranced and enveloped by the irises of this pooch. 
Rick isn't here or there. He's barely even feeling the breeze against his skin. Despite the moon not having a breeze, but we're going to ignore that. All the normal sensations were replaced with a total feeling of sinking and falling. In a moment, Rick shuts his eyes, and he's not there anymore. No, he's looking back up at himself, but how could that be? He looks down and sees fur? Paws? Canine genitals? What was happening? A swift kick to the forehead knocks Rick out cold, his tongue flopping on the ground below. Good luck learning to talk, bitch. Pluto smiles in his new form. I think I could use a drink. Later that night, Jay Moore is setting up his club for the first night of service. It's a tacky place with streamers and cheap beer everywhere, but it was a good start. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. Hey, are you open? Yeah, come on in. A six-foot-tall, dashing man strolls to the bar top. Well, you're my first ever customer, so this drink's on the house. The name's Jay, um... Actually... It's Anthony. Yeah. Anthony Frankowski. The new, the new customer Oh, Jay Moore plays Anthony Frankowski, <laughs> a.k.a. Tony Francis. It's all making sense now. Exactly. <laughs> um, the new customer <laughs> offers his hand. The name's Pluto. Pluto Nash. Ha! Huh, Pluto. Funny. That's the same name as my dog. Yeah. Funny how that works. Pluto smiles and orders a whiskey nate. Stage one of his plan had finally come to fruition. Now, it was on to stage two. The end. Yay! Yay! Peter, you were the biggest fucking talking cat fan I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, reiterating the main crux of talking cat um, several times uh, throughout this play. I love you dearly, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, uh, the perfect setup, and the only one that, in my mind, actually makes any sense for uh, how we all got to this point with Pluto. It's better than the real movie. And it also makes sense that since he is like a violent criminal, that like he has a body form of Pluto Nash, he would spend time in jail. Like, yeah, exactly. as a dog <laughs> slash person slash, but yeah, I guess, oh yeah, Pluto with the whole, yeah, yeah, the whole Mickey Mouse. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I get it. I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah. And I like it. Uh, yeah. That was great, Peter. Thank you. Yeah, it was originally going to take place in the whole House of Mouse, but I decided that was too much. <laughs> no. <laughs> the House of Mouse. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Excellent. Well, we had our prequel. Now we gotta have our sequel. All right, here I am, and um, simmer down, prequel sequel remake fans, because I have a note. Oh. I, Desmond Ports, one of the three prequel sequel remake boys, has failed you. We have an ongoing document displaying <laughs> the jobs given for an episode. Right, and so, I have so failed. One of us says prequel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of us is prequel. One of one, one of us is sequel. One of us is remake. I failed to consult with the doc before writing my story. I was on sequel duty, and I had it in my brain I was on prequel. And this is incorrect. I failed you. I've robbed you from the gift of a sequel to the Adventures <laughs> of Pluto Nash. <laughs> Maybe saved us. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, I've derailed, and it's inexcusable and unprofessional, and I deserve <laughs> your hatred. I hate wow. myself. Oh, I hate God. where I come from. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I hate and, everything uh, <laughs> about myself and what I stand for now. I am a fucking walking joke. Um, uh, and I'm done. Oh. But let me 
before I, 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 I take my final bow, let me give you my Pluto Nash prequel. <laughs> okay, all right. The Polishman, directed by. <laughs> Does it fucking matter? <laughs> Martin Scorsese, right? Uh, you're right. Scorsese. You know, the characters. Uh, the Moon, 2088. Two chimney sweep newsboys stand on top of an overturned apple crate and sneak a peek into Club Pluto as moon-renowned lounge singer Tony Francis finishes a set. The boys watch with glee until a bouncer emerges out the back door to shoo them away. $30 cover charge and two drink minimum, you little mutants. Please, sir, we're, we're Tony Francis's biggest fans. We just want an autograph, that's it. Why I order? The hulk of a bouncer raises his hand to strike the child, but an unseen figure grabs the wrist mid-air. It's Tony Francis himself, Jay Moore. Yeah, you Rocco. Uh, why don't you take five and leave my fans alone, you dig? Rocco waddles off. Mr. Francis, you're my hero. <laughs> He's a good kid. Tony Francis tussles both boys' hair and signs some autographs. He slides them a few crisp hundos as well. Why don't you boys uh, buy yourselves a few loaves of bread, a couple of comic books, and some milk? Ah, you bet, Mr. Francis. Thank you so much. The kid runs off happily. <laughs> Such good kids. Tony then turns to address us, the audience. I bet you're wondering how a Polish kid from New Jersey became the most famous Italian lounge singer on the moon. I bet you've heard tales of my adventures with Pluto Nash. <laughs> why don't you take a seat? It's time for my story. How it really happened. Title, The Polishman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long after my good buddy Pluto suggested I change my racial identity that I became <laughs> Tony Francis. But if I was going to act like a wise guy, I needed the blessing of a wise guy. Which is how I became acquainted with Don Salvatore Punchinello, Marlon Brando, head of the five boroughs of the moon. <laughs> Sorry. Just saying it out loud sounds really stupid. <laughs> Tony sits in the Don's office, surrounded by goons, kissing the Don's hand. You come to me on the day of Sunday night HBO programming and ask I grant you permission to claim Sicilian ancestry and parade around singing show tunes? <laughs> Don Salvatore, I'm a hack. I'm nothing without a cheap gimmick. Please, I'll do anything. Well, it just so happens I may have a task for you, young Frankowski. <laughs> anything for you, Godfather, uh, anything. Please tell me that character is played by Passera. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Arlen Brando, but oh, let's, okay. let, let's 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 re let's let's redirect, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to redeem myself them. anyway. Yeah, yeah. You owe us this, Desmond. I do. You owe us Desmond. a little I do. Around. I do. Please, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Well, as long as you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you may be familiar with an associate of mine, Raylo from the block. I need him taken out publicly. I need to make an example of him. His dealings in heroin are tarnishing our good Italian name. Do this for me, and I prank. <coughs> Do this for me, and I grant you permission to lie about being an Italian lounge singer. You'll be under my protection. It's done, Don Salvatore. It's done. The Omerta. 
I know what you was all thinking right about now. Tony Francis? A killer? <laughs> Looks, babe. When that dream is so close you can taste it, you'll do just about anything to achieve it, including publicly executing a drug dealer. <laughs> the next day, I went to Raylo's turf. Raylo stands on the corner slinging dope, wearing a greasy tank top and fedora while smoking. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> hey, yeah, you need a fix? I got what you need. Tony hands Raylo a wad of bills. Raylo counts through the cash. Hey, what's the fucking deal, you little twerp? This ain't even half. I had to fucking cut you. Raylo brandishes a switchblade. Dom Punchinello sends his regards. Tony pulls out a concealed snub nose and shoots Raylo point blank in the face. And several more times once he's on the ground, he walks off into the busy moon streets. And like that, I was a made guy. The mob set me up with a sweet residency at one of their clubs, the Moonfish. Four shows a night, headlining for Bruno Mars, played by Bruce Willis. I had whatever I wanted. Fancy suits, fast hover cars, women. Life was good indeed. Until the day, Don Punchinello called in another favor. The Don and his goons enter the club Moonfish as Tony relaxes after a set. Sykes, the Moonfish himself, Martin Scorsese, is mixing a potent martini in his own mouth when he finally notices the mobster standing at the bar. Vermouth dribbles down his bulbous mouth. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, sorry, boys. I didn't see you there. Uh, can I get you anything? We need to talk to Tony Francis. <laughs> hey, uh, you, uh... Yeah, you got it. Uh, Tony! Hey, uh, by the way, Don, I got an idea for a business venture. You know, if you could, you know, put up the capital. No, we're like you right here at the bar. Right, right. Sykes curls up and goes to sleep behind the bar. <laughs> Tony Francis walks over. Godfather, what can I do for you? Yeah, I come to ask you for a favor, young paisano. The dong's... The dong? The don... <laughs> Slides Mafia dossier over to Tony. <laughs> I'm 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 a little too amused with myself right now. I apologize. Uh, uh, nah, man, go for it. Um, the Don slides a dossier over to Tony. Tony opens it up and gasps. <gasps> you want me to whack Pluto Nash? <laughs> He's been cutting into our business, Tony. I know you and Pluto go way back. That's why I need you. You're the only one who can get close enough. Tony reluctantly nods. The Godfather smiles at his compliance and leaves. Whoa, what a pickle I was in. Kill my best friend? What was a guy to do? <laughs> I had to play it very carefully. Screwing this one up could easily be the end of my career. Tony gets on the phone. None other than Pluto Nash picks up, gifting us an off-screen Eddie Murphy cameo. <laughs> Hey, well, what's up, Tony? Oh, so they want you to kill me, eh? Shit, figures. <laughs> well, why don't you just kill all of them instead? I can't kill them, Pluto. I owe my career to them. Yeah, but you uh, owe your career to me. I was the one who suggested you pretend to be Italian. Don't you forget that. <laughs> what do you suggest I do then, Pluto? I'm between a rock and a hard place. Check it out. Rig the sprinkler system in Club Moonfish to spray acid instead of water. Get the whole Punchinello family in one place and take them out all at once. And we did just that. Pluto rigged those pipes up real well. We had some deadly acid in there. <laughs> the mob had these meetings every month. The Capos, the Don. Everyone would meet up and I'd croon for them. 
Tony Francis sings another lounge song with moon or space in it or whatever. Fuck it. The mob goes wild. I'd like to take a second to thank the five families for everything they've done for me. Tony takes out a cigar and lights it. The smoke billows upwards, triggering the fire alarm. Acid pours out the sprinklers, melting everyone present. The dawn, not quite dead, writhes around as the flesh is stripped from his bones. Tony, I loved you like a brother. You broke my heart. That's what you get for asking me to kill my best friend, Pluto Nash. Our bond is pure. Tony kicks the Don's disintegrating face and just kind of fucking splats everywhere. And like that, I was free. A new mobster by the name of Marucci moved in on the free territory. And I was clear of suspicion. Authority said the acid was a product of rusty pipes. And Pluto? <laughs> well, that's a story for another day. The end. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Wow, I love how we were all so inspired by the character of Pluto Nash that we wound up with two <laughs> prequels uh, <laughs> around Tony Francis. <laughs> I guess Tony we, Francis uh, just has to be the thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> what? That would be easy enough to do. <laughs> yeah, we, like, we, we got a lot of Pluto I'll, Nash. <laughs> uh, again, uh, uh, all jokes aside, I do apologize for not looking at my document for my podcast. That's my mistake. That being said, I, if I was aware I was doing uh, a sequel, I'm not so sure it wouldn't have been about Tony Francis as well. Fair enough. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. take that as you will. He's the real backbone of the whole movie anyway. I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, 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 you know, Pluto himself is pretty pretty much a you know gone. He's not really all there. God, God I hate when my own podcast makes me hate a movie more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, excellent, excellent job, Desmond, uh, on your sequel. Uh, <laughs> also, and... I have no problems with, with Italians. Um, I'm oh. kind of sorry, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's one thing to point out is that, like, all those fucking mob movies end up being the same stereotypical representations of Italian people in general. Uh, this one being the Irishman, obviously, and also... Yeah, uh, honestly, not great, but perfectly in line with uh, the exploitational aspects of Pluto Nash. So, you know, it works. Uh, sort of. Are you granting me Gotti's blessing? Uh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. You're, pro you're protected. You're one of the family now. <laughs> I, I love you. I love you like a, a brother and a son. Thank you. Um, uh, oh, cool. Well, uh, we've done the prequel. We've done the sequel. Yep. Now it's time for... The remake. Uh, and this oh. is the point where me and Peter are like, yeah, I, uh, who knows what the fuck Scott did. It's, it's fair. We <laughs> don't even know. It's, uh, it's true. And I didn't what, even what, know before what I What malarkey it. is this? Uh, all right. Oh, it's going to be malarkey. Uh, remake. Avengers of Pluto Nash, a remake. Presented by Filmation Animation Studios. Ah, Excellent. yeah. Excellent start. The Smuggler Strikes Back. Great. We push in on a still frame of a very unspecific looking town in the New Texas desert. As we get closer to a building, cross dissolve to the inside of a bustling sounding casino where a few background looking characters who could have walked straight out of a classic 90s learn how to draw cowboys instructional book are not moving <laughs> much at all. Pan over to a craps table where a guy is about to roll the dice. 
All right, come on, Snake Eyes. Johnny Blue Star needs a new turbo mule. As he reaches his hand back, he smacks a lady right in the face hard. She falls to the ground. Watch where you're swinging that thing, you moon cretin. Ah, jeez, I'm sorry, lady. I didn't see you there. Like all other moon men, I don't see women at all. In walks real-hopping smuggler Pluto Nash. Hey, that's Pluto Nash, the famous real-hopping smuggler. The very one? Yes, that very Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash unfurls a large, mostly blank document. Put down the dice, Johnny Blue Star. This casino is being shut down for for being unsafe as deemed by the Rex Crater Committee for Safe Moon Activities Committee. A flubbery man makes his way forward. Oh, hey, what's the big deal here? I'm Bobby Two Hands, the owner of this fine establishment. You can't just shut us down. You have no right. That's where you're wrong. Until this business can be deemed safe, we are are to enforce a strict shutdown, effective immediately. Johnny Bluestar pipes up. Hey, I got snake eyes. Yes, I can taste my turbo mule now. Oh, uh, sorry, Johnny, we're shut down now. So what, that doesn't count? Uh, no. That's fucking bullshit. (laughs) Pluto, flanked by his minions, leans in really close to Mobby Two Hands. And if you try to reopen, so help me, I'll break every fucking bone in your body. Got it? Cut to a seedy downtown bar. Mobby Two Hands sits at the edge of the bar, silently crying. He slugs down a very full glass of scotch and places both barrels of a shotgun into his mouth. Fun! (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) A white-gloved hand is placed on his shoulder. The hand belongs to Marshall Bravestar. Oh, my God. Hey there, friend. What seems to be the trouble? It's my casino, Marshal Bravestar. I've been shut down. Shut down? Why would they do that? They told me my establishment is unsafe. But there's nothing unsafe about casinos. Unless you mean financially. Gambling is an essential part of our economy. Who would do such a thing? Oh, it was Pluto Nash. Pluto Nash? You mean famed real-hopping smuggler Pluto Nash? (laughs) The very same. Uh, Now that I can't swindle people out of their hard-earned money, I don't know what to do. You gotta help me, Brave Star. Sounds like we should pay this Pluto Nash a visit. (laughs) Cut to some very poorly made techno music playing at Pluto Nash's dance nightclub. Brave Star and 3030 are outside. Hmm, this must be the spot, Marshal. Oh, this looks like a hot fucking club. uh, Flash the badge and let's get in there. They advance to the front of the line to get in where they meet the bouncer, Clay, a poorly rendered Ron Perlman, no whites of eyes, just skin tone, in his Sons of Anarchy gear. Yeah, can I help you, gentlemen? We're here to speak to Pluto Nash. Yeah, and do you have an appointment? No, we don't. We were just hoping for a moment of his time. Yeah, well, Mr. Nash is a very busy man, running various altruistic and philanthropic causes with his work here at the CD nightclub venue. Bravestar flashes his badge. We can either do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. Clay looks at them and examines the large rifle 3030 is always holding. <laughs> uh, okay, well, you definitely can't bring that firearm into the club. Oh, this? <laughs> Hmm, this is just Sarah Jane. I bring Sarah Jane with me wherever I go. 
Look, I don't care what kind of na nickname. Look, I don't care what kind of nickname you got for it. It's a gun. We have a strict no weapons policy here at the club. It's what's best for the club. <laughs> 3030's brow furrows and nostrils flare. You'll have to pry her out of my cold, dead hooves. Just then, the opposing parties are separated by none other than Pluto Nash. Fellas, fellas, what seems to be the trouble? Why don't you come inside and we can discuss this like gentlemen? Handlebar, double Sweetwater's on the house for my colleagues here, and keep their tab open. Whatever they want is all free. This is how I do business. Cut to Bravestar and 3030 sweating it out hard on the dance floor, just <laughs> fucking killing it. They retreat to the side of the dance floor to catch their breath. Ugh. Fucking shit, big part. I haven't slayed the dance floor like this in years. <laughs> Maybe we were wrong about Pluto Nash. Mm, I don't know, Marshall. Don't you think he's just bribing us with booze to get us off his back? <sighs> I've seen you kill men, big part. I've seen you shoot them down. Hell, I've shot them down too. <laughs> Who are we to judge how a man makes his living? Just then, a creepy face appears over 3030's shoulders. Remember me, motherfucker? Suddenly, 3030 is in a headlock. Hey, what gives? Who the heck are you? Do the words Model 63 mean anything to you? Model 63? I don't know any Model 63. Unless... Son of a bitch, Bruno, is that you? Bruno releases 3030 from the headlock. Did you miss me? Uh, I guess not. I haven't seen you since programming school. Uh, how's everything? Oh, things are great. I just got promoted to manager of the club. A robot manager? Well, now I've heard everything. Hmm. Yeah, well, we should definitely make plans and never follow through. Sounds great. Pluto Nash, the man, slides up to them. How are we doing, gentlemen? Enjoying yourselves? Pluto, your club fucking rocks, man. This whole shitty music thing, it's great. I love it. But I'm a little confused. Why is the casino shut down for being unsafe when a nightclub is essentially the same thing? Uh, you know what, Marshall? That whole thing is actually a huge misunderstanding. A club is not the same as a casino because at a casino, you might lose your money or get knocked over by somebody who's about to roll the dice while playing craps. At a nightclub, the only thing you gamble with is your health. <laughs> <laughs> but who gave the order to shut it down and why? You know, it's all a little bureaucratic for your boy Pluto. I'm really just the middleman. You should take it up with my boss, Rex Crater. Hmm, Rex? That sounds a lot like Tex to me. Tex, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Tex, Tex Hex. Hex. Is this not, this must be the fourth episode that just goes full in on Brave Star at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you at know, it's, it's, it's up there, yeah. <laughs> Love it. I love you. I do think that, 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 you know, my caveat here is I think that this whole movie would play a lot better as a Brave Star episode. I'm just I kind of am with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Cut to Tex Hex's hideout. He's having a meeting with the Sons of Anarchy. Clay presents him with several <laughs> large wooden crates. And that, my friend, is what an empty casino vault looks like. Excellent work, Clay. Now that that blasted casino is out of the picture, we have control over the entire adult entertainment market. <laughs> Clay tips his glass. It's what's best for the club. Enter Lawman. Hold it right there, Tex Hex. Or should I say, Rex Crater? 
Rex Crater? Me? Oh, you must be drunk again, Marshal. For I, too, am yet another middleman for tyranny. It's called compartmentalization, Bravestar. You can look it up. <laughs> look, I, uh, I have had a couple drinks, but I am not drunk enough to know, not know that if you're Rex Crater or not. Just admit it, you skeleton son of a bitch. Oh, don't take my word for it, Bravestar. You can speak to him yourself. Meet Rex Crater. Or should I say, T-Rex Crater. <laughs> <laughs> a giant dinosaur in a spacesuit busts through the wall. Oh no, big pard. That's a Moonosaurus, a dangerous dinosaur from the moon. <laughs> Matter of fact, you should meet both of them. Another exact copy of the Moonosaurus busts through the wall. Again, same animation loop, <laughs> but with a still of the end frame of the first, first Moonosaurus overlapping on the right-hand side. <laughs> There are two of them for some important reason. <laughs> the Munosaurus chomps at Bravestar, but is unable to bite through the glass of his oversized bubble helmet. I understand, I understand now, Big Pard. The evil twin must be making the good one do the bad things. Hmm, but how do we know which one is the evil twin? They look the same. By process of elimination, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, Catch Rex Crater by his toe. Strength of the bear. <laughs> Bravestar grabs the evil twin Munosaurus by a single toe and takes aim to throw. It's time to send you back into orbit, pal. Bravestar's legs turn into a rocket blast and he flies up into the atmosphere before tossing the dinosaur into deep space. <laughs> Disclaimer, the Munosaurus is completely fine and is unaffected by space. Oh. Bravestar descends back to New Texas, where everyone is cheering. We cross-dissolve back into the now-again-bustling casino. Bravestar and 3030 are talking to Mobby Two Hands. So, how's business, Mobby? Oh, never better, my boys, never better. It's so good to be back open. Thank you, thank you. Don't mention it. Our community is better with essential gaming establishments staying open. And that's something even I would put money on. <laughs> Mark me down for 20. Just then, Clay from Sons of Anarchy walks up with a menacing fist in hand. So uh, we told you what would happen to you if you opened back up. Clay winds up a punch, but wavers on the spot and falls backwards onto the craps table. Bravestar leans over and gets in his face smugly. What's the matter, Clay? Aiken? <laughs> God damn it. Johnny Bluestar runs up, exasperated though his expression reads much more disgusted. Mobby, you gotta help me. I just lost my life savings at the craps table. Please, can we just call it even? Oh, sorry, Johnny Blue Star. You knew the rules when you rolled the dice. Mobby Two Hands winks at Brave Star, who looks at 3030 and they both smile. Now I'd reckon our work here is done, Big Pard. The victorious Brave Star music sounds as Johnny Blue Star melts down on the ground. Fade out and then back into Bravestar taking a knee by a running stream in the forest. A hawk swoops down and lands on his arm. Just like the mighty river is the lifeblood for the forest and all its many creatures, gambling is part of a healthy ecosystem of adult entertainment enterprises that make up the backbone of our superficial society. And when big links in the chain start dropping out, they make it more difficult to enjoy the quality of life we had before, if not impossible. That's why we all need to stand up for our right to gamble in our respective communities, the responsible way. Arms to the teeth. 
<laughs> and one more thing. If you're ever in a situation where you need to shoot someone dead, try to make sure it's the evil twin and not the good one. That way, the surviving twin can live long enough to see themselves become the villain. Who that is, is anyone's guess. Take your easy, big pard. The end. Yay! Woo! I mean, that really speaks to me because I've had a recent problem with um, online roulette. And um, wow. I've been losing wow. a lot of money at a rapid wow. rate. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all have, you know, what with the, uh, the isolation and whatnot. Um, what, online gambling? You you are too? What? Uh, you're ga- yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hey, dude. Gambling I'm here the storm. <laughs> I'm here to promote online gambling, dude. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's a vital part of our infrastructure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so glad Woo. you- you just did that. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's yeah uh, well, this has been an episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. It has been an episode. Uh, a quite long episode. Uh, and we thank you all for taking the time out of your busy isolations to listen to us uh, ramble on about Pluto Nash for yeah. a long fucking time at this point. And that's, Very uh, long that's all right. That's all right. You know, Almost you get more, 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 more bang for your buck. Uh, a little um, more. Yeah. A little more uh, Tony Francis backstory than you ever thought you'd ever get. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I won't be back f- ever. Um, I'm in oh, exile. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, for my yeah. failure. So it's the Scott and Peter show from now on. Oh, wow. All right. Well, uh, uh, yeah. going to get a lot more shit done. We're gonna, yeah. We're, gonna ha- we're just going to have to call it prequel <laughs> sequel. Um, something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, everybody take good care of yourselves. Uh, and we will catch you in the next uh, round. A couple of light years away. Put it Yeah. Roland's dead. They found him murdered. Everything is alright. We begin Conta. Begin Conta. We pull out that fire now. Tip your glasses higher now. Everything is alright. Let's sing it all. How's it going? It's not going at all.